Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. What's the first deal they built, I bet? No, no. You know, you could, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap cheapo cars and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Eric Step here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Yep, we're back. All right. We're we back. Woo. We're Welcome. back. Welcome, everybody. to be here. I'm just, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited. Already over 200 of you watching. Uh, already got a super chat. Everybody <laughs> is friggin' pumped right now. Got my new jacket. Got my new shirt. Got everything. Yes, Everything's nice. new. We're ready. Um, so welcome, everybody, to the fourth season of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Uh, I just 200 people watching already. Lick that like button. Mm-hmm. I am Jarrett Lumberg, aka the Iceberg. We got Darian Gilliam back, aka Black Flags Matter. Eric Eastep, aka Eric Eastep, <laughs> and <laughs> Danny V Talks, aka Daniel Baldwin. <laughs> so, I don't know what what should we get into first. I, I want to start off with a fun story, but I don't know which fun story. To, to go off with um, we have a lot of stories to go over it's actually. been a we have a whole off season worth of story I, yeah. I, I don't know if we'll get to everything from the last two and a half months but we're going to get to quite a bit of it we were talking before the show we have a very very full show ahead for you guys really yeah, exciting at the, at the very least we'll get through most of it i guess it's been, a, it's been such a dull off season what are you guys talking about <laughs> i know nothing absolutely nothing nothing to talk about whatsoever and then we proceed to go into the first of many stories tonight <laughs> and the croissants anyway. are rolling in the chat already i see them rolling uh if you have left a super chat we'll hit those at the top of each hour well top of the first hour as well as at the end of the show as well so don't worry we will read them i have them up here ready to go just want to have specific segments for them. Um, so as we have 300 uh, tuning in right now, lick that like button. And, lick the uh, like button. I'm just looking through here. We could, let's see. I mean, there's stuff about Kyle Larson. There's stuff about Bristol Dirt. There's, um, you know, oh, little sponsorship so news left and right. New teams. Um, what? I, I don't really know what to go over. <laughs> I, so many. Hard. 
I'm trying to even think like chronologically speaking, yeah. where what was the first big story of the off season? We should have we, we should have thought this through. I don't know. I don't remember. Is it like I mean Jimmy announcing his Rolex 24 run, I guess that was early on, but yeah. that's that's not really NASCAR. I, mean, I don't know. So, but hope he does well. How did they? He, he qualified the car the other day, didn't he? I didn't see. It was he, like a test session. It was like one of these practice sessions. They it did their really qualifying good. race too, I think. And I think mm-hmm. Chase Elliott's team. I don't know if it was Chase driving the car or how it works exactly, but I believe they qualified on the pole for their uh, for the overall race. So for the class watch out for, their, for Chase in their particular class yeah watch out for him also saw some clips of uh former f1 driver kevin magnuson uh, making some laps too uh he's going to indycar i believe this year so it'll be fun to see him race well i i say let's um let's just do an overview of the kyle larson situation so you know we all know what happened last year but since then uh through work of his own he's made that more of a a positive story a comeback story uh racing in the five car um eric how do, how do you think uh, Larson's going to be doing jumping into Hendrick Motorsports? Is, is he going to do as well as a lot of people are saying, or is he going to like sort of flounder early? I see a lot of people saying like, oh, he's championship four favorite. And I, and I do pump the brakes a little bit. You know, he is basically taking over the 48 car. I know it's got a five on the side, but it's Cliff Daniels is the crew chief. The pit crew, I assume, is basically what was servicing Johnson's car at the end of last year. And that's a team that did not make the playoffs just a few months ago. So I would certainly keep my expectations somewhat realistic. I think playoffs sure, certainly is the goal. I think at least one or two wins is certainly a realistic and attainable goal. But I think a round of 12 or round of eight appearance is would be considered a, a very solid season. You know, Larson, Larson only made it to the round of eight, I think, once during all of his years with Chip Ganassi. This is arguably the best car I think he's ever driven in his Cup Series career. So I think expectations should be at least that but i wouldn't get too excited too soon i, I think it's still going to be a, a long road ahead especially with limited practice and qualifying yeah i'd probably have to agree with eric on that assessment i mean obviously larson putting in the work of you know on his own accords and stuff like that really trying to you know rehabilitate not only himself but his image um, in the process as well um you know that's a good thing that um he's um, going to get a second chance and, you know, his talent speaks for itself. I mean, obviously you ask, uh, you know, the dirt racing community and he's like, he's the goat apparently according to some of it, like, you know, um, probably um, obviously the greatest dirt oval racer I've ever seen in my lifetime up to this point. Um, you know, uh, but uh, in terms of NASCAR, that's a different story. You know, NASCAR, um, you know, he had, you know, all of those years with uh, Chip Ganassi, um, weren't able to make the playoffs at first. And then later on in his career with them, he was able to make it. Um, you know, 2017, obviously that season um, sticks out the most in my mind for wins. Um, obviously, uh, overall, a spectacular year, but, you know, didn't really build on it in 2018 and 2019. Yeah, he had his moments, but, you know, compared to 2017, that, you know, that's clearly his best season. Then obviously 2020 you know the difficulties and all that stuff and um, his you know making his mistake and all that like you know the point is though uh, you know I, I think a lot of people are gonna assume that Larson's gonna be a championship favorite but like Eric just said you know this is um the 48 team rebranded back into the five team and and then when people want to associate the five car with Hendrick they automatically go back to Mark Martin's 2009 season and they they're expecting like Larson to have this breakout year you know similar to Mark Martin I'm like well let, 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 let's let's slow our roll yeah, here too just, you know I yeah, I can, think he'll can, make the playoffs we can, yeah we can may, might need to pump the brakes Danny what do you think man what do you think about it thinking of Larson it's not going to be any kind of like crazy run re- redemption story I think he'll get a win likely being at dirt Bristol if I had to guess um, but other than that, like these cars are so much different than what he's been driving for the last year. 
Um, only got four starts last year, obviously. And he picked up so well on his dirt stuff afterwards because I felt like in the entire offseason before 2020, he had been doing nothing but dirt racing that entire time. He basically got right back to what he was doing because he only had four races in NASCAR and got back to dirt racing the rest of the year. So, yes, I think it made him probably one of the best dirt racers of our generation, but I don't think he's going to be quite ready to come back to NASCAR and be a dominant threat or anything. I think he'll do okay. I really think he's going to win dirt Bristol uh, without even knowing anything. But here's another thing. Uh, he has no experience in this NASCAR with no practice in qualifying either. So how's he going to transition to doing that? Yeah, that, that's a good point too. And and I think, I'll, and I'm not going to rip too much on Larson tonight because I know a lot of people just want to, you know, some people just will blindly say he's going to do great. Others are going to blindly rip on him. Um, but I, I do think that people are going a little overboard on thinking that he's, you know, this, you know, championship favorite, that he's going to be right up there challenging Elliott. He very well may. Like, I still think when it comes to just pure raw talent, I think he stacks right up there with Chase Elliott, maybe above. But he before, you know, what happened, you know, with the whole deal last year, he wasn't that good comparably to the old uh, 750 package that was used in the intermediates. He wasn't that good with the 550 package. And I think people are forgetting that while he ran well, he wasn't up there competing for wins. You know, he wasn't like, like how he did at Michigan um, with the higher horsepower. So I think he'll do well with the shorter tracks and the higher horsepower ones. Um, and the ones that kind of rely a lot more, at least in theory on, on driver skill, you know, maybe he'll do well in the, in the road courses, you know, you don't know, but I don't think he's, I think if he hits the round of 12, that will be a successful season. Just have a successful comeback, respectable comeback, and and improve as the year goes on. And I think that that should be um, that that should be where his goals are. Because, you know, if if, if you think about it, he's gonna have uh, he's gonna have pre- pretty uh, stiff competition at his own shop. You know, we we got the defending champion in Chase Elliott, but then Bowman at the end of last year. Like, if you look at points scored throughout the last ten races, take away all the playoff points, just look at uh, full points scored through those 10 races. I think Bowman was second or third right behind Elliott. So like, mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, he's just going to come in there and be the head guy like he was at Ganassi. But I, yeah, I'm as a matter, as a matter of fact, I really think that this five team is like really, um, when you think about it in sort of a rebuild process at the moment, I mean, Jimmy Johnson just left. He was obviously the leader of that team for so many years. And now you're probably going to have some more to them, some, uh, you know, a whole lot more of, uh, you know, new pieces, new um, pit crew members, that sort of thing. I'm working within that five, um, within that five team. So I, I don't know, like, I'd say right now, obviously the nine teams, the best team at Hendrick, without a doubt. Um, when it comes to the second and third best teams, that's kind of up for debate. I'd either say, you know, like, I, I mean, like, obviously, you know, they, I, I, I'd have to say the 88 and the 24 are without a doubt the second and third best team. 40, right? 48 now. Yeah, 48. Oh, I'm sorry? 48. Oh, 48. 48. Oh, yeah, 48. Yeah, see, long off season. See, <laughs> uh, so yeah, much yeah, has happened. Well, we'll get yeah, there. yeah. But yeah, no, but basically, I mean, like that five team that Larson's in, like, I, I just don't think it's as good as some people are making it out to be. Um, I still think that they're going to make the playoffs, though. I really think that all four Hendrick cars, they like all four Hendrick cars should make the playoffs this year, without a doubt. Um, which one will be the last to make it in? If you have to ask me right now, I'll, I'll say Larson right now. You know, really? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Byron. But yeah, yeah, Byron. Say Byron. 
Byron losing Knausen. He only made it in last year, kind That's of thanks right. to that Daytona performance in the final yeah. race. So I'm not feeling – I'm still unsold on Byron. As, but I think as, you're right. Hendrick has a great shot at getting all four cars in the playoffs. Yeah. All as four much as I would like to say that, that Byron has to be the one to step it up this year, I don't think so because it's pretty clear he's secure on funding. He's Exalta's yeah. guy. Liberty, Liberty is there University. for the next couple it's, of years it, at least. It's, it's got to be Larson who has to step it up. I think Elliott needs to have an, another dominant year to back up what last year was, and Bowman has to make this the year where he gets more than one win to continue to prove that he's he deserves his spot there. Yeah, Bowman's definitely got to take that next step this year. What, I mean, he's what I mean, track does he kill? <laughs> I know. I, I'm Every just, time you win, I'm just saying. I think. The cards might play right for Nashville to win in the Ally car at the Ally race. That'd be perfect. That'd be a that, perfect start. And they have a dream. secure four-year contract. You ain't killing that one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope hey, not. Hey, I'm with you. The Bowman's. I think Bowman's the the number one driver at Hendrick on the hot seat because he's on a one-year deal. And mm-hmm. I, you know, he may not kill Ally, but he wasn't enough for Nationwide to stick around. Let's put it yeah. that way. Unfortunately, so uh, I think there's a lot of pressure on Bowman to, to wrap things up with Larson. At the very least, he's coming into this year with a ton of momentum, winning his second straight chili bowl nationals title we know how much that race that event means to him and he he was dominant i mean he he led i think all 55 laps of the feature race of that that ended at like two in the morning or however late that late it was it always goes late (laughs) bell come close to giving run for his money but bell literally drove all he could to the point he flipped his car to try to that was the mm-hmm. two to go he That's went crazy soaring that was crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love i love looking at the chat and i'm sorry about this eric but the chat right now is praying that bowman just wins everything at texas this year <laughs> when yeah. the all-star Please race, win win texas. Playoff race. <laughs> why texas? why texas oh to kill texas oh uh, yeah come on that. come on eric you already you know what it like, is. Why, why why texas <laughs> no uh, Oh, yeah. And uh, thank you to everybody out there. Lick that like button to the 480 yeah, the like people. It's kind of funny, 480 for uh, for Bowman there. For the 480 oh. that are, are watching right now, lick that like button. Let's get to like about yes. 250 likes as we head into the next topic here. Uh, and Danny, you mentioned it earlier, and I want to hear your thoughts on it first since you're literally the closest to this. Uh, mm-hmm. Bristol dirt developments. Uh, I mean, where, where do you even start with Bristol being just covered in from what I think is like 71 to 77% clay now. <laughs> so what I think is interesting, I went back and watched some of the old footage from when Bristol was covered in dirt a long, long time ago. And I realized that on the straightaways, they put so much dirt down that on the wall where it says Bristol Motor Speedway, it literally covered up half of the text. So that's how much oh. dirt that they're approximately going to be putting down there. And they're having to take off the safer barriers to do this. So this is going to be the first nascar race running oval track without safer barriers in a long long time i want to say like since like 2003 2004 maybe yeah it's it's just crazy because for the last 15 years or so it's been you know get every corner of every track covered in safer barriers you know that's been the whole initiative and now they're they're taking it away Uh, i want to ask you danny as the hometown guy uh how do you feel we talked about this a little bit last year but it's a new year and new season you know you've had some time to think about how do you feel about them putting all that dirt on bristol (laughs) I think the closer we get to it, and the fact that I actually have my tickets to go to it, I'm happy. I can't wait to experience this. And I'm either watching the best race at Bristol ever or the biggest crap show at Bristol ever. <laughs> you I'm can't looking, lose. I'm looking forward to whatever I'm going to see there. Um, it's, it's an experience that I'll never forget. I've seen basically everything there can be at Bristol, NASCAR races, uh, football games, 
and now the dirt the nascar dirt race which is going to be something entirely amazing i'm really interested um they're running 250 laps so i'm interested how slow are these lap times going to be how many cautions is there obviously going to be and it's the winner going to even have an inch of his car that's not damaged. You know, that's a good question. You bring it up about the uh, the lap times because a pole lap at Bristol Motor Speedway is like, what, 15 oh, seconds? 15 seconds, yeah. So, you know, with the dirt, obviously they're going to be a whole lot slower. They're going to be drifting a whole I'm, lot more in the corners. What, like I'm, 25 maybe, 26? I'm, I'm thinking a 23-second lap is going to be yeah. a fast time. So yeah, around there. Kyle Larson. <laughs> 20, 19 seconds. <laughs> He'll hit the pole speed. Yeah. 21.0 right up against the wall yeah something so, like that eric i've noticed you've been like one of the most vocal people on youtube actually against bristol dirt not even against I, but just hesitant yeah. on it a little bit hesitant. i just well he, my thing is Bristol's my favorite track normal bristol is my mm-hmm. is my favorite track on the schedule i understand why nascar and fox wanted to put on this dirt race i mean it's something different that spring race as as exciting as those races consistently have been. I mean, last year's race with that finish between Elliott, Logano, and Keselowski was fantastic. Um, people aren't showing up to that to that race, pandemic or no pandemic. It's not selling tickets. It's not getting the buzz it once it once drew in. So I'm okay with them experimenting with it, but it's just, it's, it, it's unnatural. You know what I'm saying? Like we've already talked about, it. they're having to remove the safer barriers. This is the first time they've put dirt on this track since they added the progressive banking. You know, they've, there's just so many, there's so many concerns. A lot of people this week are talking about, you know, the 250 laps plus the 150, the trucks are running the day before. Like that's a lot of laps for big, heavy cars to be turning around the space. Like just what are the track conditions really going to look like? Because this is not something that has really been attempted. And that's the only thing that has me concerned because NASCAR is supposed to be the premier motorsport in America. And you don't want it to look like a joke if you can avoid it. You don't want this to look like an obvious, like desperate gimmick. You know, you want this to look like a real solid race with you know moves being made purposely moves being made and and the best drivers running up front and not constant spins and carnage and and even safety issues with the tracks there's just there's a lot of things i'm afraid could go wrong i overall think it will be fine i mean when trucks went to eldora seven eight years ago for the first time it went fine there were no obvious issues there've never been any real issues at eldora but uh bristol's just a different animal it's not a natural dirt track so i'm worried things could go wrong uh i I still think it's going to be a race where we see something that we just never see it's going to set like the record in the modern era for like fewest cars on the lead last at the end (laughs) most cautions perhaps i feel like we're going to see one of those types of records and it may not be a great record that NASCAR is hoping to set this year, but th- th- I'm just a little hesitant. The, I think it's, I'm cautiously optimistic. That's how I the, 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 the biggest, the biggest thing, the biggest problem that I have is that no matter what happens, they're going to have to do this again next year because yeah. of the fact that we're still dealing with COVID mm-hmm. and we can't have a full capacity crowd for this to really test what kind of draw this is. It's, it's sold out. But that's under COVID terms where it might be 30,000 tickets that they sold. So they're going to have to do this again at some point to test how popular really is this. Because the thing, I I went back and watched a lot of my old uh, vlogs this last few spring races before COVID, 2019 and 2018. The crowds at that race looked horrible. It was worse looking than the all-star race with COVID policies in place. Mm -hmm. So that tells you something was wrong with the spring day as far as fans are concerned. They had to make some kind of a change, but we're in this crappy situation where we can't tell for sure what kind of a difference this truly makes. 
you know, the one thing I'm concerned about, um, just one more thing to add, is that, you know, with Eldora, you know, at first, you know, NASCAR marketed it as, you know, this marquee event. Yes, it's the truck series, you know, one of the top three divisions. It's not cut, but like, hey, we're racing on dirt, trucks, Eldora. This is awesome. Um, but then over time, they just got lazy with it. They didn't really market it. You know, they didn't really market it well. And it was never on Fox. And I thought that was a huge missed opportunity for, um, you know, to have the outdoor races on that. Um, and then sometimes, you know, I'm not going to lie. Some Sometimes the races were pretty dull. Not going to lie. Like, I, I think either 2018 or 2019 had to be like one of the most boring outdoor races I've ever seen um, in trucks. So my, my main concern is um, not the overall product. Um, uh, for the Bristol dirt race, but like, you know, if it is a success, then will NASCAR keep marketing this? Well, will the track keep marketing this well as a marquee event, or will this just be a flash in the pan sort of like Eldora was in the truck series? We'll find out. So I, I, I want to bring this up. It's 250 laps, correct? Yes. So the record for cautions in a race, I think was set in the 2005 Coke 600. Mm -hmm. And that was 22. And I remember that race because it was like six hours long. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, seven-year-old me watched the whole thing and was mm -hmm. disappointed when Johnson beat Labonte. But for a 250-lap race at Bristol to match 22 cautions would mean that we would have to have a caution on average every 11 and a half laps. <laughs> We can do it. <laughs> I don't know. Crazy things have happened. Nah, I don't know. I don't know if like the caution record will be broken, be but some record will be Some of those would be caution laps, yeah. though. It would be more like yeah. seven or eight laps, probably. But you got to imagine, there's going to be a lot of the crashes we see are going to be people backing it into the wall because they're going to overspin. Yeah. Like, How is NASCAR going to officiate that? If like, I hate to say, I was about to say Timmy Hill. Let's not say Timmy Hill. I don't want to make the chat angry. If, you know, Quinn Howe spins out from 35th place and doesn't That's hit better. it, just lazy spins out, like, is NASCAR going to throw the caution for yeah, that? Because we might see the, a lot of that. That's going to be the, the, a weird way to officiate. They're going to they're going to have to. The dirt tracks I've been to, especially where I grew up at, Tazewell Speedway, is a very similar track. It's got thirty degrees of banking. A lot of guys do spin out at that track. Um, so they're going to have to put a caution because the thing is, when you spin out, especially if you spin out in the, that high banking, you know, where you're already on dirt, there's not there's not a lot of grip as it is. You're going to have trouble getting back onto the track. So if you spin out, yes, caution's coming out for that. And another question I have too is how, like, we have not heard anything really about how the cars are going to be set up for that race. I think you have to take oh, the splitter yeah. off, to be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or you got to take the splitter off. Yeah. It's going to dig into the dirt. Up. Yeah. Or jack the nose up, like, insanely. Like, like, like it wasn't Martinsville for a long, long time. I, right. I, I say, in my opinion, I think for this one, they should just put a valence on it. Just that if, if, if it slams into the ground, it'll bend up, but it won't absolutely destroyed the car because i think if they put a splitter on it you're gonna see like some like a divot in the dirt someone goes in at the wrong angle and all of a sudden just out of nowhere their car just basically crumples like somebody <laughs> snapped it like that like you know yeah. like thanos snap on it like I, I, I would say what did they do at like uh the arca races where they ran on dirt but then again they run arca on more of a flat dirt track this is a very high bank dirt track and then the i i had this conversation with um the guys from for the lead podcast about this the other night what happens because it's at the end of march what happens if it just rains all weekend and it's just yeah i was about to ask that me, yeah living in tennessee it is possible yeah and the thing is it could rain like the day before mm -hmm. and ruin the race you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying like I, i've tried to go to a dirt race for the first time i tried to go to a dirt race it like rained a little bit like the day before i 
woke up the next morning expecting the race to happen. The weather was perfect. Nope. Mud. World of Outlaws, right? Wasn't it World, World of Outlaws? Yeah. I don't know how the, if the cup cars, because they're completely different cars, if the conditions, if you know, they're a little more lenient with the conditions, I have no idea. But I just know, like, I mean, that, I, we, we mentioned the Chili Bowl earlier. That was an indoor race that took two hours plus in between events to uh, prepare the track. So it, they're particular about how these tracks are set up. That's all I can say. I will say one last thing is that just because of like the uh, the loudness of his complaining about it, I would love if a Stuart Haas car won and Tony Stewart was the owner <laughs> in victory lane. Yeah, like here's your trophy. Think, like, yeah. Do you think I he'll go it. to the race, or do you think he'll he'll just quietly not show up out of protest? Because owners don't go to every race, you know. You yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he if he if he doesn't show up. That wouldn't surprise me. Actually, you might you might see Jack Roush. He goes to a lot of races. Penske doesn't go to every race, you know. Well, it's like Tony Stewart is like in the half of owners that is not in the at-risk category, so he can go to the race safely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that is, I think that is a fair question. But I think if he does anything, he'd just stay on the spotter stand. He'd probably, like, sit there in disgust looking down. I, oh, what is this? This is Bristol dirt. Ugh. So, going to the I, next... I, I, I do low-key wish I could see how he would do running on this in this race. If he oh, back. he'd, be, he'd be amazing. I yeah, think, he'd be amazing. Be yeah, him in a truck race. Can we get him in a truck? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't own Bristol. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Uh, so, okay, so for our next story, um, seeing how I think we've wrapped everything up uh, on Bristol Dirt, uh, I just want to lead into this. Everybody, I, I put out a few different questions over the offseason, like what can we do better on the show? What can we talk about more that we don't talk about enough? And, like, almost everybody at home had commented that we don't talk enough about the lower series. Um, and while we are going to focus more on cup in general, just cause it's the bigger show, there are, a f- there is some news that has come, especially out of the Xfinity series. So the I best kinda, series, I, I think you could argue for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to kind of combine these two, but these are two signings from young drivers. Uh, Ty Gibbs is going to run the 54 Xfinity truck or not truck, uh, car in select races. And Ryan Vargas is going to run full-time for JD. So, uh, you know, Darian, we'll start off with you. Uh, how do you think these guys are going to do starting out? And what should what should we really expect? And what would be exceeding that? Well, first off, um, how many races is it for Ty Gibbs? Uh, four? Is it six? I, I don't think like they've that. said – unless they said something today. I, as of yesterday, it was just the Daytona road course for sure and then maybe a few others later in the year. I mean, because Ty Gibbs, like, talent in the lower series speaks for itself. I mean, whenever he runs ARCA or KNN, I mean, he wins and everything he, he jumps in. Now, you know, to an extent, he is in, you know, our, you know, obviously the best equipment in these series. So it's like, yeah, you know, you have to perform. And, you know, he's doing just that. So obviously, you know, some select runs in the either um, – you said the Xfinity series, right? Like, he's going to be – okay, okay. So, you know, some select runs in the Xfinity series were – to be expected. So, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not expecting him to light the world on fire right away. Just, you know, let him get his feet wet in, um, in his first um, select season in the Xfinity series, you know, uh, making some select runs. Um, I think he'll do pretty well uh, for his age. We'll see what happens, but Ryan Vargas. Yes. That's I, I dude. When I made that video two years ago, um, you know, um, is Ryan Vargas the real deal? Like some of the comments were like, why, like, 
why are you talking about this guy? This guy just got kicked, uh, you know, kicked out of his KNN seat. He's going to be not, well, well, guess what? Now he's full time, full time in the Xfinity series. So, you know, like you never know what's going to happen. Teammates with Landon Castle and Jeffrey Teammates with Landon Castle. I was just about to say, like, he probably has some of the best teammates he can, he can learn from. Obviously Jeffrey Earnhardt, you know, that's a guy I'm never going to make a bus video on Jeffrey Earnhardt. I don't want him to find me. That guy can fight. He's he's a freaking (laughs) MMA fighter, bro. I don't don't want, I don't don't want, I don't want nothing. (laughs) I don't want nothing to do uh, uh, to like, do with that. You're acting like he's a Terminator, dude. But did you not see his like his like left and right hook? Oh my goodness! Two guys in Xfinity garage you don't want to fight: Jeffrey Earnhardt and Noah Gregson. Yeah, for real. <laughs> oh my goodness! But then Landon Castle, that was an, that was that, um, that's another story. You know, Landon Castle getting uh, getting the full time seat. So Vargas has a lot of drivers to learn from. Um, you know, as far as um, his expectations are concerned, I know obviously uh, people are like, oh, yeah, he's going to make the playoffs. Blah, blah. Well, you know, his first full time season, you know, let's just see, uh, you know, let's just see how the first nine to 12 races go. And then I think we can start getting into the, you know, talks of, well, yeah. can you make the playoffs or not and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and also uh, one last uh, question. Um, has TikTok signed full time with uh, or no? I, as, of now, as of now, they're not back. Okay. Uh, Dan, Might change. Danny, yeah, no. what, what do you think about uh, these two signings? Uh, I'm happy for it. Uh, there's a lot of more signings out there that's happening. Um, obviously, Ryan, I'm very happy and proud of him. He's been putting a lot of work in, and now it's clearly paying off. So I'm happy for him. And, uh, you know, something else that we haven't talked about yet, happy to see that Ty Dillon is getting some opportunities and a good opportunity at that to also be driving at 54 along with Ty Gibbs. Uh, yeah, I got, I, I was going to kind of go into that. Eric, what do you, what do you think about that, man? Yeah, I think what Joe Gibbs is doing with the 54 is pretty cool. They're kind of treating it as their star car. You know, they got, you know, Kyle Busch will make his handful of starts. Hamlin and even Truex, I think, are going to make some starts they announced today. Oh, it's pretty random, but I like Ty Gibbs a lot. And people always ask me who I think one of the most underrated, not underrated, but who, what drivers in like ARCA and KNN I'm like watching out for. And people write Ty Gibbs off, I feel like, because he's a Gibbs. I think he's got that ride just because of granddaddy's money. And I mean, sure, being the grandson of Joe Gibbs does not hurt, Doesn't hurt. at all. Doesn't hurt. But he won six out of 16 ARCA races he raced in last year at like 17 years old. So he can obviously drive. I think uh, watching him and Sam Mayer, who's going to run the second half of the Xfinity schedule next year, the races they're in together, and really maybe not so much next year because they'll both be part-time, but uh, but maybe 2022 or 2023. I think those two guys are going to be really fun to watch because they're about the same age, and I think they're both really talented. You guys already hit it on Vargas. Uh, we all love Ryan Vargas here. Dude works extremely hard to get these opportunities, so really, really happy for him. Uh, Ty Dillon, I think it's it's cool that he's going be sticking around we really weren't sure if his nascar career was over after uh jermaine shut down so we know he's running the the uh, at least going to try to run the daytona 500 um and uh we'll see we'll see where it goes from there um and then we haven't talked about yet but my boy jordan anderson as well bringing his truck series operation into nascar xfinity series full-time really happy for him he's working with uh rcr gonna be getting some of their uh slightly older cars but he's gonna be getting their engines as well so i know he has his uh his sights set on some top 20 and top 15 runs this year. So Mm. the Xfinity series is getting a little bit, they've reloaded last year. I felt like while the Xfinity series was super duper fun, it was probably the least competitive of the three main series. I think this year they've, they've stepped up their game quite a bit with Riley or uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Daniel Hamrick in the 18 and uh, um, Jeb Burton at colleague Almondinger is coming back. He's running full-time, right. For colleague, like, yeah. That's pretty wild as well. Mm-hmm. So the Xfinity series is gonna be crazy. Yeah, I forgot that he's running full time in Xfinity series now. You got him, 
Justin Haley. Do they have another card that's full time or is there a uh, part time? Burton, Jeb Burton. Yeah, that's right. So they've got three full time cards now. Plus Almond Linger, I think is going to be. It's. It, I think he's going to be running the Daytona Road Course for Colic in the Cup Series. Mm-hmm. That's cool um, too. Now, on, on what you were saying of Jordan Anderson, if I if I was listening to your Out of the Groove interview of him and. Uh, it sounded to me like you said he's got an RCR alliance in a way. Basically, he gets like a car from a car from last year, but that is a serious step up actually from what I understood he had in the truck series because it sounded like he was getting car he's getting trucks from Turner. That team hasn't been around in years. <laughs> no, Brad, Brad Keselowski Racing. That team hadn't been around in years. He was getting much older equipment that hadn't been up to speed in a long time. Where now I feel like it's it's a step in the right direction. Essentially, and this is something else we haven't talked about. Ryan Sieg, his team has went over to Ford. Ford. Essentially, that deal that Ryan Sieg had, and he was pretty competitive, is kind of what Jordan Anderson has now, if I'm if I'm reading that all correctly. Yeah, I think it'll be probably really similar. That's what Jordan was telling me as well. And I think it has a lot to do with the sponsor specifically. We talked about Vargas, how good he's been working with sponsors constantly. Jordan's the same way. He's the driver. He's the team owner. He's his own marketing manager, PR guy. He's talking to people all the time. And I know uh, in that video I did, we had a John Bomarito from the Bomarito Automotive Group. They sounds like are making a huge investment into Jordan. And that's a lot of why he's able to make this jump. And I think you're right. Uh, Like I said, I think he's hoping to run top 15 at times next year, hopefully finish top 15 of the points. you never know he came this close to winning at daytona and trucks last year you steal a win you're in the playoffs you know we saw last year what brandon brown sieg both made the playoffs in xfinity so there's always a a couple spots for maybe a wild card driver like that so i'm sure they're 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 dreaming big sieg was contending for wins a lot last year actually and he he, he couldn't he couldn't quite get it so i'd be interested to see how anderson can do running fairly similar equipment but i I will be interested how sieg does in his new deal ford and this is also another trend, too, that we have to pay attention to. Drivers getting involved more and more on social media. Like, I mean, it's one thing to, you know, just tweet out, you know, hey, you know, we, um, you know, bad day at, at the track or, you know, good day at the racetrack, you know, the usual generic driver tweets. But Ryan Vargas and Jordan Anderson have taken social media into their own hands and they're getting opportunities like, you know, um, you know, it's not the main reason they're getting, you know, the sponsorships and stuff, but certainly, you know, all of the, all of the engagement that, you know, they're getting on social media, that has to help a you lot. Have, you have to show these companies that you know how to get them, get their products seen. It's more than just slapping a decal on a car. There's so much more that goes into it. Like I, I watch Vargas all the time. He's, he's great on, he's a great on Instagram, great on Twitter, great on Facebook, great on Instagram. Um, he's great. Yeah, he's great on LinkedIn. I see that all the time. He's, he's doing a ton of work on LinkedIn for, from his side of things. LinkedIn is definitely where he needs to keep pushing it. Um, really the biggest thing I don't see from him is the YouTube, but honestly, he's doing great and everything. Else. We, we got that to. covered for yeah, him. Yeah, we got that covered. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> well, and hey, depending on who his sponsor is, he might be, and, and when stuff opens up, obviously, he might be able to do uh, Nuggy reviews again. So, hey, Chick Fil A sponsor him or Zaxby's, one of these chicken companies. Tyson. Or no, Raisin Canes. Yeah, Tyson's got to get back Tyson, his, his yeah. DMs. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm really excited though for for the Xfinity series this year, just because like they've got the package right. The the drivers <sighs> I think are meeting you know basically how good the the, the package uh, is. It, it just overall I think this is going to be a really fun year. I I wouldn't be surprised though. You know, if more sponsors might jump on with Jordan, just because he's been working at the social media game like 
longer than it shows i i, I guess this is like two three years in the making i think yeah, I he's mean, really like, put in I, a lot of work i remember him putting more stuff on reddit and just uh, and and everywhere for the most part back in like mm-hmm. 2019 you know he's come on with with you eric he's come on with us on this show um and it, he's really built himself it, it feels like especially just from the online community from youtube all that kind of like a cult following almost which is i remember cool. dude he's, i think he's it the was most loved underdog one of the I most loved underdogs. Uh, 2019 i believe he said or someone told me in 2019 he was uh the third highest merch seller in the truck series i don't know that doesn't surprise me that's Uh, perfect no he he has three trucks so it's perfect but yeah other drivers they need they better start taking notes if you want to get you know some serious sponsors with you i mean vargas um vargas tommy joe martins and jordan anderson those three those are the three that really come to mind that really incorporate social media into you know their their uh, into uh their sponsoring uh into their sponsorship efforts there you go finally got it out and and really um and the thing about it is too like these sponsors they're also staying long term it's not just you know these little short deals i mean tiktoks they're gonna re-up with vargas um it looks like and uh, we'll see if uh jordan anderson uh, sees the same success I, what yeah. I love about the Xfinity series is we've we've been talking about this whole time and we haven't even mentioned a lot of the top contenders yet, like Harrison Burton, yeah. Noah Gregson. Oh, I know. We we're just talking Bradley about Herbst like is moving yeah. to SHR, which is a oh, that's that now that's gonna be a very uh, interesting move. We'll see. We'll see be, about that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, but that. yeah, Xfinity and, is stacked. There's still some possibilities. We may see some more people show up. Uh, there's someone we don't know for sure what they're doing. But Miss Natalie Decker did tease that she has signed some kind of a contract. Now, I was looking very closely at what she put out. She blurred the logos, but I saw what looked like black on the outside and red in the middle, which looked like the MBM logo. She could possibly be with Carl Long's team next year in the Xfinity Series, but we don't know for sure until she'll actually say that. She might be, she might be going out to do the European Series. We don't know what she's going to do. It's This is what... You know, one last thing, uh, just talking about Xfinity and trucks is, yeah, some of the big stars might come down every now and then. You know, you'll get Kyle Busch in for a few races or Chase Elliott. You know, you got Dale Jr. once a year. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe Jimmy Johnson will jump back up or back in. But for the most part, because you don't have so many just established stars, you can really talk about anybody in the field and they have an interesting story or they have something compelling about them from week to week. And I think that's the thing that really sets, in my opinion, Xfinity more than anything apart from the rest of NASCAR right now is you have the racing with the stories meeting together. And I think it shows because I think at the end of last year, um, even when cup ratings were very erratic, like Xfinity ratings were up in a lot of races. Uh, and I think that's just, it, it, it draws in a lot of hardcore racing fans in, in that regard. Um, but if we don't have anything else to uh, to jump in on, I think we can cover maybe one or two more stories uh, before we hit the lightning round. If anyone else has anything else to, to add on. The Xfinity series is the best series. Have the Xfinity series run on Sundays. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> no, header. We header. love the cup series. Hey, no, we love the cup Not series. if Riley Herbst is in the 98 car. That's, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't want to say no. I, I don't, I don't need to slam but that. That definitely hits, hurts the legitimacy just a tad. I'm sorry. Uh, Herbst, I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he, I, proves, yeah, I hope he proves, proves me wrong. wrong but geez, all, all I'm saying is he's a placeholder for, for uh, the driver of the number one monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see yeah. Um, 
Well, and, and really quick, before we go on to our next story, we have almost 580 people watching right now, but only 293 likes. Lick that like button. Let's get up Click to like, the like button. 325, 350 likes. I think we can hit there. Uh, but yeah, we will have we will have a lightning round in a bit later. So uh, just letting you know, all nice. know. Um But let's see. Going to another story here. Um, kind of, I won't say it's negative per se completely, but it is something that's going to throw a wrench into a lot of planning for race fans uh, this year, especially with COVID going on. NBC Sports Network is shutting down. Uh, NASCAR will be going to USA uh, Network due to the fact that it is in their contract that they cannot be uh, put behind a paywall for the top three series. So, Danny, I want to I want to hear from you what you think on this. Um, what does the outlook of NASCAR on TV look like with NBC Sports Network soon to be gone? Well, obviously, I, I also like professional wrestling. And Monday Night Raw has been on the USA Network for many years. And it's been, honestly, their best performing show as far as a weekly, you know, audience goes. Even despite people, in, me, myself, saying that wrestling is not the good product it used to be, it's still pulling millions of viewers each week. And I actually have confidence that it will do fairly well because you can still access USA Network if you don't have a traditional cable partner. Um, I don't know, are, if, are they getting rid of the NBC Sports app altogether? Because you might still be able to watch it through that. Um, but I, I do know that you, know, you can watch USA Network through providers like Sling TV, YouTube TV. You can still access it for people like that too. So I think they'll still get their good audience as long as people don't act like they did in 2013 it's like i don't have fs1 i can't watch it you know who's, who's crying <laughs> yeah like i don't have fs1 all this stuff i mean but, I, I i think it'll do okay yeah yeah i think the races themselves like i think it's really going to be just cup and xfinity series races are the only ones that were usually on nbcsn those moving to usa network for the reasons you're talking about danny i think Maybe not at first, because I think those first couple races, fans will tune into NBCSN and then realize NBCSN doesn't exist or there's no what? racing on it or something. And, and they won't know to, to, to look for USA. They just won't have heard the news. That just mm -hmm. is how it is. Um, but I think once fans start to figure it out, like you said, uh, USA Network actually has, I think it was something like 86, 87 million. They reached about 87 million households. And a lot of households. NBCSN reaches like 79 million. So they have a slight edge there. That could be good for NASCAR, for the cup races and the Xfinity Series race broadcast specifically. My concern is this is where NASCAR and other motorsports may lose shows like NASCAR America or the Dale Jr. Download may not end up on TV anymore, maybe Ooh, exclusively, yeah. you know, on podcasts and YouTube stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, now USA Network's got it you know they used to fill a lot of empty space on nbcsn that usa network does not have so that's what i'm afraid we might be losing now some of those shows may go to peacock and you know they didn't say you can't put nascar america behind a paywall maybe that's part of peacock premium well, or see, it'll be free on peacock that's i think pretty, that's possible as well that's, that's pretty interesting because speaking of peacock the wwe also recently announced that part of their deal with usa is that the wwe network is going away and a lot of their uh, top WWE Network content is actually going to Peacock at starting in March. So this might actually play well into NBC essentially making Peacock this big streaming platform where you get lots of extra content from your favorite sports that are carried through NBC. At the same time, though, uh, and I did not quote this, but I will definitely requote this and say it. Um, for a lot of racing fans, I know IndyCar is the one that suffers. Oh, I was, about to, I was about to say something about but, that, but go ahead. I mean... For, for a lot of race fans who don't want to spend anything extra, because I have to think that 
there's going to be some some different stuff that you're going to have to pay for and be behind that paywall. It is kind of like the peacock block there. Like, <laughs> I mean, waiting all night to use that one. Yes, yeah, I have. Right I had to. He was waiting item. for months. <laughs> oh, in there, man. Yeah, um, but speaking of indie car though. If you want your if you want your indie car, you better really want it because you got to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say, like, like poor David Lynn has been saying for years, like, hey, the way to grow the sport, you know, make sure you get a good TV deal. And you know, this whole NBCS thing, like, like this whole NBCSN news is like throwing IndyCar in a loop. They're in the final year of their contract, but I have this feeling, I have this like really bad feeling in my gut that IndyCar is just gonna go for the money rather than the engagement. And, you know, subsequently have a lot of their, you know, on track activity behind a paywall. And they've already announced, you know, a deal with Peacock, unfortunately. And, and I don't know, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. IndyCar, I mean, you had the split back in the 90s and it, and it took forever to get back to this point. All right. Like now the sport is, um, it's in a great place competitively. You know, these teams are the top teams. It's not in question anymore. But now that you're behind a paywall, it's like, you're basically going to stunt your own growth. The growth you were building up for the past two and a half years in this NBC deal. So if I'm, if I'm IndyCar, I'd really, I'd really look hard, long and hard. I'd I'd really think long and hard about, you know, like, like a, like a short-term TV deal, um, you know, that obviously gets you on, you know, in front of a bigger audience, just nothing like, like nothing to do with any sort of paywall here. And NASCAR should really look, um, they should really do the same as well in those regards in, you know, trying to get shorter term TV deals rather than the long 10 year ones. Well, that's, one, that's, yeah, that's somewhere you can add Eric. I wanted to go with like, where, where do we go from here? I guess. Well, I also wanted to just quickly touch on, I'm not entirely sure how uh, IndyCar does it, but this for 2021, isn't are the races going to be all on Peacock? No, 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 no. So Just practicing, practicing qualifying. qualifying. Okay, if, that's what if, I thought. Um, yeah. So, so the races qualifying. at least are not going to be yeah, behind thank next God. Well, at least not yeah. yet. And you're right, though, about next, their next <laughs> content uh, contract. If they stay with NBC, that could be worth it. They better not. They that's better all I wanted not. to add. I, I think what, you, what you're saying about long-term and short-term deals, um, yeah, I think there's pros and cons to both. The pro of NASCAR being on a very long t- uh, TV contract is right now they're still in the middle of you know a combined like eight and a half billion dollar deal with mm-hmm. NBC and Fox whereas if say they renegotiated this year they wouldn't probably be getting that much money so there is that added stability by signing a long-term deal and you know they have those clauses in there so you know the races are going to be on cable and broadcast TV through 2024 so I think there is a benefit to it but you're right you know, short-term deal adds some flexibility. I think IndyCar is probably happy that this is the last year of their NBC deal because now they can weigh all their options. So I, I think it is, it's a give and take there. I'm not sure if one's obviously better than the other. It may do IndyCar good to consider going with CBS. Obviously, they're getting ready to launch Motorsports with SRX coming in. It might make a great opportunity for them to go to CBS. CBS seems like they'd be more of a better suit for IndyCar, in my opinion, as compared to NASCAR. Yeah, but whatever NASCAR and IndyCar does, and I'm looking right at the camera, do not go to ESPN. I know I wanted y'all back on ESPN. <laughs> do not go back. ESPN, no. Well, they don't care about we, us. We, we, yeah. we, don't, we don't need someone from ESPN saying that Chase Elliott won an IndyCar race or something. <laughs> well, Everything it, will be on ESPN Plus by day one. Yeah. Well, All the content. Yeah, and then... You know, not going too far into it too. They they aren't exactly focused solely on sports anymore. So uh-huh. I really don't feel like NASCAR being dragged into every damn conversation that you know Stephen A. Smith has with whatever schmuck he's across from. Um, 
I really don't feel like having that. So yeah, I, I'm. But I mean, it, it really does look like long term. C CBS is lining itself up, and you know, I was I was reading um, a Reddit post the other night about the the feeling going into the 2001 season with the new contract. And the, the big thing a lot of people said was, while it was sad that they left their old partners, it needed to happen. And like everyone knew that a change was needed to kind of rejuvenate the sport. And I feel like CBS can kind of be that. Like it, it was on the other side of that before, but I feel like it can be that uh, in this new deal that we're going to be having in 2025. Uh, whether that means it's replacing part of NBC's deal or if it's replacing Fox, I don't know. But it, it would be pretty good to have something uh, fresh and new jump jump into, mm. I guess. What, what do you guys think? Like, do you think NASCAR? If you had to guess now, from where we're we're standing, you know, in January twenty seventh, twenty twenty one, where would you think NASCAR would be leaning towards for their new broadcast? Ooh, who wants to go first? Can I take this first? Uh, go ahead. Um. Well, I mean, CBS. CBS looks like the clear favorite at the moment right now. I don't think Fox is going to renew. From what I've been reading, Fox is very in, like the they're very intrigued with um with hockey at the moment. Mm -hmm. And they're really looking to try and strike a TV deal there. I really think that they're not going to re up. So joining CBS, I would say gee, mm, oh, like like maybe if 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 NBC were to re up um its deal then obviously you don't have NBC Sports, but you're still on NBC and Ooh, the USA Network. So yeah, I, I think that's a that's I, a win-win. I, I don't want to interrupt too much. Oh, go ahead. Um, but Jake brought something. Uh, Jake Baskinger in the chat brought up something really important here. CBS equals Viacom, meaning mm -hmm. no more NASCAR YouTubers using clips. So that's something. Oh, that's something oh. to add, add for the online community too. So it might not be a complete, might not be a complete win. Like, because I know like Viacom with like stuff with like Avatar: The Last Airbender will be like, you used a picture, demonetized, no. taken hey, off the air. Hey, so, hey, NASCAR on the Hallmark Network, man. No way, <laughs> no way, man. Hey, Jarrett. Yeah. Back to our earlier subject. We must have inspired some of our fans asking Mr. Bob Puck or something. What? I see. I see. Uh, CJ NASCAR sixty seven sixty seven on Twitter. You might see him as like Iowa fan on Twitter a lot. He asked Bob Proctor twenty five minutes ago, ironically. Do you know if they are running the splitter for the Cup Bristol Dirt Race? Bob Proctor retweets him and confirms no <laughs> splitter for Cup yes! uh, Bristol Dirt Race. Teams can run some extra bars of support on right side. Screens allowed on various ducts. Solid magnetic steel plate option in front of exhaust pipes. 18 inch by six inch debris deflector allowed on hood. Deck lid hinges can be reinforced. So Bob these just, will be some crazy looking cars. He no. just tweeted the whole encyclopedia of NASCAR. Dude, I know. It's like, right that's hard gosh. to keep up. Bob Hawkers, my goodness. That's funny. Well, you know what? Uh, to, to Iowa racing fan, um, and I, yeah, Iowa, Iowa fan through thick and thin on Twitter. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you for, for <laughs> fact checking us. I love when the chat fact checks us just because then it's like we're held accountable. Uh, so yeah. thank you. That's that's uh, that's pretty cool. Appreciate no splitter. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thankfully. Team, team no splitter. But yeah, no, I don't know about CBS now. Now that you bring up the Viacom stuff, I didn't know that. I'm like, I no, I, I don't, know, I don't like, want it. I just think it's so far. It's still so far ahead of time. Think about where NASCAR was in 2017. So it, maybe they'll change up their yeah, things. I, I think you know? everything. Everyone's right. I think I even saw a tweet from. Uh, oh, I can't remember now who it was. It was 
was it Pete Pistoni? I think it was him. I can't remember now who it was specifically, but it was a well-known motorsports writer who even said that from what he'd heard, the industry is talking about CBS making a big play in the motorsports world, not specifically to NASCAR or IndyCar or anything like that, but, you know, by signing on with the SRX and trying They've that out They've already been summer. involved for years, though. That's the thing that people like, like um, because I've had um, CBS Network at my parents' house for years. And like they would show Supercross, the Lucas Oil Dirt Racing, the the Austra- oh somebody just pulled off <laughs> the Australian V8 series. Like like they they have a plethora of motorsports already on their CBS Sports Network. But CBS Sports Network, I I, I don't know how many households it's in, but I'm assuming nowhere near. Million. The- okay, so about, about I mean two thirds of what NBC Sports Network is in, right? And just under two thirds of what USA USA yeah. is in. Right. So like, if you sign no with, yeah, exactly. So it's a downgrade. So like my thing is to sort of, you know, compromise with that downgrade, you know, a lot of these races need to be on CBS to really, you know, to really, you know, uh, to get my attention to say like, Hey, this is a, you know, this, this was a good deal that, you know, they re-upped um, with them and all that stuff, but I don't know. We'll see what happens, but um, yeah, definitely. If CBS is a, is a major player, like they're saying on Twitter, a lot of these races need to be on CBS, please. They have to be. I just think well, things will, could change enough between now and you know four years from now that you know people don't want to. You know, some people at least don't want to talk about streaming becoming the primary way to view NASCAR Cup races. But I, I just, I wonder how fast things may change in the next three or four years. A streaming deal with an Amazon or something like that could become as lucrative or very close to as lucrative as your traditional big TV contract with you know a CBS or a Fox or an NBC, which. I don't know how realistic that is. I still think that that's maybe more than four years away, but I think it's still something to consider. And if it does happen, I I don't think that would be necessarily the worst thing ever either. I think that's certainly something that should be at least explored. I'll bet NASCAR will, you know, they're probably not negotiating anything yet, but in the next couple of years, they will explore Twitch, uh, Amazon, you know, et cetera, maybe YouTube. Oh my gosh. What if, what, what if our channels become uh, the official, like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> platforms for nascar races like that that i'm just saying get crazy things wild things could happen i hate to come back to this bristol dirt stuff but it's really good stuff bob's putting out right now they're using the 750 horsepower package but he says the spoiler is to be determined oh we're gonna change up the spoiler we're gonna get that giant bit. ass spoiler Hey, we're gonna get the giant. Bring the, the wing back. Bring the cot <laughs> wing, yeah, for just this one race. Bring the ears like, back to the spoilers. <laughs> yeah, bring give, the give them like ears. give them sprint car wings. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. Oh, and, oh, Screw it. And, and, no and spoilers. Have you ever seen those crazy light models where they put like a giant thing of plexiglass? Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> huge. I'm like, what is this? But <laughs> and uh, real quick, I think you know, unless we have anything else to add to uh, to the broadcasting, if anyone else has anything, like oh, let me know. one more thing. Uh, you know, NASCAR on CNN, NASCAR on BET, NASCAR on the Food Network, NASCAR <laughs> just everywhere. <laughs> All right. Take away you can get. Well, no, I was kidding. Well, with that really quick. Uh, so right now we have a concurrent viewership of 601 and only 367 wow. likes. So lick that like button. We got one. Yeah, more lick the story. like button. I think we can get one more story in before we uh, hop on into the lightning round. Uh, so let me, I'm, I'm going to try and actually look for a story that's like not too... I, oh, actually this one. This can fit right into broadcasting. Um, Bleacher Report has been reporting uh, that based on what they've been told, the 2020, 2021 Olympic Games are more than likely to be canceled. What does this mean for NASCAR uh, with their broadcasting, seeing how NBC covers all of the Olympics? 
uh, I would say they're not going to change the schedule just for that. Honestly, I think they'll just enjoy the break. Yeah, I think they'll probably just more eye racing, break, already, folks. Yeah, more eye yeah. racing. Yeah, yeah. If, more if, eye if, if anything happens, they might add some pro invitational races, which is coming back. We haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, we'll get that in the second back. half. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about it right now if we don't have much to add in. Yeah, this, this really sure. won't take long to talk about. Honestly. Yeah, why not? So, for Adam Stern, eye racing plans ten events for the pro invitational series with the professional drivers. Sadly, um, what day is it, Jarrett? Wednesday nights, because for some reason everyone wants this damn night. Um, <laughs> we were ahead of the curve. Wednesday nights uh, popping, man. Yeah. It's ours. Get away. No. It um, always has something to do with a video game, too, whether it's like here. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, I enjoyed a pro professional series more than other kind of sim racing events. So, honestly, I'm going to have it on my TV right in front of me muted just so I know who wins. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll keep up. We'll give you, uh, we'll uh, keep you up to date on the races. Right? So, I'll go, I'll go over where, like where the races will be and everything. But I have to admit, like, iRacing for me has reached a point of oversaturation. Like, it's just gotten there's, to the there's point. There's so much where, content. It's everywhere. And it's mm-hmm. so hard to find, like, legitimately really good races. You got the Coca Cola series, and that's really, really good. But I mean, like, you know, I mean, the whole draw for the Pro Invitational was that it was something going on during the COVID lockdowns. Like at this point, you know, for all we know, by June, for we could be opening up more, and you know, there could be some places that return to relative, not complete, but relative normal compared to where we are now. Like, I, I if I'm able to like go out and do something, you know, if I'm not obviously if I'm not doing this show, uh, which I will be. Um, just want to let everyone know that now before the rumor mill starts up. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't want to really spend, you know, a, a weeknight when I could be doing something in the summer watching iRacing. So, you know, they got March 24th at Bristol Dirt. So, like, pretty much. They're starting people. with. They're starting with Bristol. Remember how horrible Bristol asphalt was? Yeah, that's not going to be good. Terrible way to start. What were they thinking? And honestly, that track doesn't exist in iRacing yet. So just like like the uh, North Wilkesboro thing, these guys might be the very first people who get to use it. Yeah, you you get a a lot of practice on it. Talladega, April 21st, May 5th at Darlington, Coda, May 19th, to be decided or determined or whatever you want to fill into that mark. June 2nd, all on FS1. Uh, the first week is 8 to 9.30 Eastern time. Yay! <laughs> 7 to 8.30 Eastern time for Talladega. Better. Yeah. Yeah, better, I guess. <laughs> Darlington, 8 to 9.30. Yeah. Oh, wow. Coda, 7 to 8.30. All right. All right. You're getting, you're getting there. You're getting warm. And then to be determined, 8 to 9.30. Hey. Oh my God. <laughs> my Why is it always track, our time slot? Speedway. It's always our time slot to get to mess with. Mess with <laughs> someone else's time slot. Yeah. I, at least it's it's at least it's like once a month usually. Yeah. At least yeah. it's. I mean, like, I, you know, personally, I like it. You know, what I mean, like, I, I I really loved it a lot when you know during um when uh, COVID first started. But you know now um to what Jarrett said, yeah, I do feel to to some extent it is oversaturated. Um. But I don't know. It's like if it's on TV, you know, if I'm not doing anything, um, if I'm not doing anything, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely, you know, watch some of it or all of it for sure. But you know, obviously, the show if, takes preference, so if, I'll be if, here. If this if this gets more than four hundred thousand viewers, like average, I think they should be happy with that. 
Yeah, like, yeah, like getting like around a million before. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, if he gets around 500,000, like that's that's a W. Just take that's the huge. win. Yeah, take I mean, the victory. I, I I think what you're what you're you're getting at earlier, Jared, is accurate, and it's one of the things I I feel a little bit personally, and I think uh, other fans will feel even more strongly as the year goes on. But you're right, you know the main reason they're bringing the pro invitational back is to appease Fox and NBC, not being able to show practice and qualifying as frequently. This gives them a new broadcast that they can sell ads for. So they're happy with it, but come June, July, August, September, and they're still doing these. And you know, the country hopefully fingers crossed looks very different than it does right now, hopefully in a good way. Uh, I just think fans are going to start to resent iRacing. They're going to be like, why are we still doing this? Like, Hey, the playoff battle is heating up. You know, we want to know who's going to be in the top 16. Why am I tuning in to watch, William Byron and Ryan Priest battle on iRacing when they very there's really no reason why they would shouldn't be practicing or yeah you could be practicing cars. <laughs> you could so be practicing. I, I think that's I think there are going to be fans that end up presenting it as time goes on and you're right they're not mm-hmm. going to pull in the million viewers per per race that they were doing last year because sports are back uh, people are getting out of the house more than they were last spring. And it's a Wednesday night. I do like that this is sort of kind of a way for them to continue testing what Wednesday night NASCAR audiences are interested in. But as I think last year showed, midweek races probably don't have a uh, consistent no. spot on the it schedule going forward. It will be easier from a fan's perspective to watch maybe like 100 laps or so versus a full 400-mile race. I, I think it's good that they're going to be like hour, hour and a half long races. I think yeah, those are yeah. perfect. But, I mean, I'm looking through right here. So, let's say it just does every two weeks after June 2nd. Because we're talking about ten events. We got the first five. Uh, well, first four good and then two be determined. Um, but that would leave June 16th, June 30th, July 14th, July 28th, August 11th. I mean, this is going into August at the point where, like you said, Eric, you're, you're, you're going into the basically the last stretch before the playoffs. So, so everything is ramping up. I... I I think you're completely right that there are, people are going to start resenting iRacing. It, as much as you know, somebody our age might like to do iRacing events or race on iRacing, it still is a very niche audience in NASCAR. Yeah, it's just a, it's pretty much just a teens to maybe maybe late thirties, early forties kind of audience. Your yeah, your older audience isn't going to care about it that much. Yeah, so, I mean, really. it might have some returns with younger audiences, but I, I don't know if you know. To, to sacrifice qualifying and practice, which again, isn't going to bring in, I don't think that'll ever bring in new audiences. I've never heard somebody go, you know, I turned on Fox Sports 2 one day. <laughs> to watch qualifying. Indianapolis practice. And I was just like, man, I'm hooked. I'm no, no, no. They saw, they saw the 2019 Auto Club uh, qualifying round, the final round. They saw that <laughs> and they were like, yeah, I'm hooked oh, forever. Man, nobody, best, nobody, made, nobody made a lap. Like, like, so it's not going to hurt the new fans. It's just going to hurt the current fans. It's just going to yeah. piss off the current fans. That's not a cuss word. Not putting we, that in the swear we want We want practice and qualifying. At least like, I mean, it... it it's obviously not going to be like, you know, what it used to be, you know, um, with uh, a bunch of practice sessions and then the qual. But like not to have it at 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 all. Like, I don't get that. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, it, it isn't. Yeah, I, I think that was a good point you made, though, Jared, about how that is the one good thing about the iRacing stuff is it is has a better chance of attracting new fans or catching people's attention. I, I think if practice and qualifying were still going on, I'd be 100 percent on board with doing some eye racing during the year but the fact that this is a replacement for practicing qualifying yeah. just will not sit right four five six months from now I, yeah. I get from the team owner perspective that this is actually probably good for them that they're not running the risk of something happening yeah, and saving money and they lose their car especially these you know these lower teams that 
would put all they had into practicing qualifying it just to get into the show so i don't know i, I get it from one point but next year when we have the new car we can't do this we have to be back to practicing qualifying need but to. I, and i think that's okay because really at this point it's just like save them as much money as they can on the resources for this car so they don't have to put out tons of money just for this car that's going away right yeah, and I, I think that's that, I think that should be a pretty good place, you know, to, to wrap up. I think we got everything covered there. Um, but you know, Darian, I don't know about you. I heard some background <laughs> noise, but I, I think there's a storm brewing. Oh my gosh, I haven't done this in months. Okay, oh I have it all planned out and stuff. Don't worry, it's not going to be super super loud, but get ready. And once again, the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Jared, what do you have on tap? Oh my goodness, it's been months since I've done that. Feels great. Oh, he's feels he's great. been pent up on that lightning round energy. Dude, man. I've been throbbing at the mouth for the show to come back for six, seven months now. Now I That's finally get to do that. Go ahead, man. Do your thing. All right. So here's what we got so far with the lightning round. Uh, again, being the offseason, there's plenty of stories. It's just a matter of looking at the ones that we can can get to, but going into them here, according to Bob Pachris, SMI is possibly going to have to repay $1.89 million due to DC Solar's bankruptcy to DC Solar. <laughs> I'm sorry, wow. this is the story that never ends. Um, yeah, dude, they never leave. Um, and the sad thing is, is the relationship was mostly with Darren's track, Las Vegas, who yeah, never yeah. hosted any fans. That's why they could never host any fans to pay this. Dude, Let's, there's like a ton of like DC solar panels still out there. I think that's, that's another thing uh, about that I was going to get to here is that we still don't know if Las Vegas is going to have fans. Now, I find this to be complete hypocrisy, uh, yeah. seeing how you know the casinos were allowed to open at the peak of everything going on before we had all the the knowledge of, of the rona but you know you know you go off uh go off sislack or whatever your name is so that's his name right darian yeah yeah that that douchebag i don't like him. <laughs> hey, sorry. hey hey sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah i can't cuss um he's a dip. not a cuss word is he <laughs> he's a He's a dip. How about that? Yeah, uh, dip. there you go. <laughs> Moving on. Concord Speedway. Uh, see, I'm not afraid to make politicians pissed off. Uh, Concord Speedway is <laughs> they officially don't watch torn show. down. Oh, yeah, they do. Every, <laughs> every one of them watching is from Congress, man. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Everyone. And the ones and the excess are, are governors. No. Uh, but, Especially Corvette Racing. I know you're a governor. Yeah, somewhere. Corvette Racing. Yeah, we got your eye on you. Concord Speedway. Uh, unfortunately, is officially torn down. So yeah, let's bring, bring the mood back down. Um, R.I.P. According to Bob Pachris, NASCAR will use the low downforce, high horsepower package for the Clash, uh, which will be at a road course this year. Yay! Yeah. Hey, I'm at least a little intrigued with the new package. I am. I am I very am. intrigued. Yeah. I am. I can't wait to. See, I can't wait to be there in person, man. I'm, I think I'm leaving like twelve. The days. unrestricted, uh, the unrestricted engines. You know, roaring down the Daytona front stretch. That'll. Ooh, that'll be nice. Uh, Kelly Blue Book extends through 2022 with Chase Elliott. Uh, so I'm, I mean, who wouldn't want to be with him right now? Yeah, Mountain Dew. Yeah. Mountain Dew apparently. Mountain Dew. I was about to say Mountain Dew. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Little Caesar. Yeah, Little Caesar. Damn, why'd they have to leave? Well, I love th- Little Caesar. That deal was always under the Mountain Dew thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, is true. Austin Cindric will be racing in select Cup races this year with the 33 car, which actually surprised me. I thought they'd stick with their like two, oh, two. 12, 22, 32 yeah. was available. 
Um, and Verizon is showing up mm-hmm. for the, at the very least the Daytona 500. Yeah, I know I'm Verizon sorry. coming back. But NASCAR's yeah. dead. Remember, it, it, it died. It, no new sponsors. Nothing new. Apparently. And they're they're dead. specifically going after 5G right yes. on the hood. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right on the hood. It's huge. It's it's funny. It's funny. I love it. Uh, Kyle Larson's paint scheme is going to be released by email tomorrow to different people. So uh, how ooh. archaic! <laughs> email? What? The... Might as well send a carrier <laughs> wait, pigeon. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What is this? Two thousand or like ninety? Uh, by email. email. We'll send you the paint scheme by email. Maybe they're what? maybe they're banking on the word of mouth of Oh my God, I got it. Yo, look at yeah. this. You have to like sign up for their email list or whatever. You know, the moment yeah. it's released, everyone's just going to post it on Twitter. Yeah. Like, hey guys, yeah. look what I got on my email. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but why Good they try. email? Like, just post it on Twitter. All right, whatever. Hendrick Motorsports <laughs> specifically emailed me. Oh. <laughs> Domino's has spent an estimated, at the time at least, it might be more, $59.4 million, including $26 million <laughs> on sports advertising, to air the Denny Hamlin PJs ad. So NASCAR fans, as we get into like the third or fourth race of the year, just know you won't be the only people who are annoyed by that. Yeah, <laughs> everyone. The entire country is annoyed by the commercial. I like it. When I, I love it. I, I love like it, it, though. I love yeah, it. I, like I love it, it. too. I, at the same time, I like the, that, that old KFC commercial where the old guy and the young guy were fighting. But after the 500th time in two weeks, I heard it. I hate <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. You see something enough, and you're like, eh. Well, we'll accept you guys. I see you guys all the time. Meanwhile, somewhere, there's a FedEx uh, associate who's saying, yeah, thanks for the free uh, advertising there. In your <laughs> oh, yeah. Commercial. Yeah, FedEx um, is like, they're raking in all the advertising. <laughs> so here's one uh chris cockrum will run the xfinity race at daytona you see i interned on chris cockrum's team for about two minutes in the inspection line last year so mm-hmm. I, got, I, I, I got you on video doing it to prove it yeah well, i remember that too and and, and to be serious though know, i always say support the little teams we'll do it however you mm-hmm. can if it means helping them push through inspection do it man yeah um, unpaid unpaid My man, man. Yeah, straight from the heart. Um, So Jeff Gordon's 1997 Chevy Monte Carlo Winston Cup car that he won the final North Wilkesboro race with has been sold on auction for $155 thousand dollars uh really quick 96 96 96 there you go yeah five thousand when i went on the damn site to look at it oh no 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 i'm saying i'm saying i'm saying no 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 yeah the car is from 1996 it won in 96 but it also was raced in 97 oh okay 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 that makes sense yeah because i think it won like two more races after that no okay Wow. Rick, Rick Hendrick was using a used car. Wow. Yeah, Rick Hendrick. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> a good salesman, you know, the used car. Yeah. How about that? Blasphemy. Nashville. The race at Nashville will be called the Ally 400. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a few people here that, you know, are pretty cool with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they sent uh, me a harmonica. Have I showed this on the stream? <laughs> no, you haven't. I, I like how they sent Eric all this Ally oh, stuff and the Nashville. I like yeah. how they say Eric, all this ally and national stuff. Meanwhile, I'm the guy who lives right down the road from I'm the yeah, guy who roots for the ally car. There. Where, where's my stuff? I want play, the harmonica play, now, dude. Play a Beatles want... song or something. Like, can you play uh, music? I, on I, it? I can kind of play like maybe the Mario theme. No, that, that's not it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and for the first time ever, Eric was the one to break his mic before Darian did. Yeah. <laughs> no, not 115, 155,000. Uh, a lot yeah. of people are thinking 115,000. No, 155,000. Um, and two last things, I think, on here, unless I missed anything. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't miss anything because I don't miss. 
uh, Daytona fan zone will the Daytona fan zone will be used for additional Daytona 500 seating this year. So I wonder how that's going to be all done. Um, my wife's cousin Crystal, she was one of the ones who was told that she couldn't attend a Daytona 500 from the tickets policy. So she was not going to miss it. She has purchased one of those uh, infield like tables or whatever oh. but it, it it was crazy she had to pay however much it cost to have like basically yeah. she bought a table she, she bought a table for four people and uh just for herself so she could Damn. go to daytona 500 wow it's like well, buying a did. table at like a fancy auction you know well they have like i don't know I don't know how it's going to I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to utilize they they should utilize the UNOH fan zone in my opinion and put tables up on top of there cuz they could really space those out and get people room oh, but the, have a yeah. but but have a great view of the track too. Would that be like over the garage or the garages too cuz if they cause yeah. Th- yeah, so that like me Darian Slap and I, I I think maybe Jake I can't remember but no Darian Slap and I um that's where we were for the first laps of the daytona 50 on sunday oh yeah uh, that's right we were it was, there it was a pretty good again. view it was a pretty i good don't view. i don't know if they're going to allow fans like with those with the way that area set up around the garages they have glass barriers and stuff i don't know if fans with masks and can actually go up and be seen i mean they're not affecting the teams in that case i don't know if they're going to be able to really do that with people they, who want to cr- crowd up against the walls or anything. right they probably want yeah, they wouldn't want that, and probably as best as possible, they uh, they they probably wouldn't um, want people spread out too much, just so they can keep control of where people are. Because you know, there's that mm-hmm. one fan who's gonna be like, "I yeah. think I can make it in Kyle Busch's uh, pit and like sabotage him or something." <laughs> uh, but last story on the lightning round before we end this baby off, um, my favorite truck series driver, Norm Benning is offering to have people put their names on his truck for $50. His info on it is on Facebook. Um, they're looking to go full-time. So uh, hey. Norm got him right where he wants him, man. Hey, oh, yeah, you might slap, have to look into that together. <laughs> slap, put, slap put in the chat, only because Cody took off with my phone. <laughs> That's right. I remember that now. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, that is the lightning round. I think, yeah, we got to... We got everything uh, hit on here, so that's the lightning round. And nice. really quick, before we end off, um, we're not doing it this week, obviously, just because it's the, the start of the season. But we had an idea for a little mailbag uh, deal for one question a week, um, and you know, we'll just pick from it. I have a second email I'm using on here, uh, well, that we're all using on here, weeklypodcastguest at gmail.com. It's not for you to be a guest. I'm letting you know now that if you email <laughs> me, I will not be putting you on the show, neither will the rest of these three. It's just for questions. But it's for questions. Put in a question, and we'll look for the most unique one uh, that we, you know, that you guys put in. Uh, we'll try and get to somebody different each week as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just so somebody can have their little, you know, spot on there. So uh, we'll give them their moment. I'll give them the email address again. Yeah, all lowercase weekly podcast guest, all one word, all lowercase at gmail.com. So oh, submit your questions. So yeah. email, no, I'm kidding. email, <laughs> no, email, <laughs> Gmail. So uh, I, I think that's it. I think, uh, Darian, do your thing, and then we'll roll into the first batch of super chats. 
Oh yeah, the outro. And once again, that was another edition of the lightning round. Do the lightning thing on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Oh, yeah. And now back to the show. Oh, Jared, lightning you were thing. late. Lightning thing. There we go. Oh, is it? Ah, ah, there ah. we go. Ah. <laughs> graphics. I love graphics. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I can tell. Uh, okay, so let's get into it. Uh, we'll do super chats after the lightning round each week and then uh, right before picks when we have picks. So just towards the end of the show tonight. Uh, for 99 Canadian cents, Adam Smith left nothing. So, But thank you for your money. Um, a whole, it equates to a whole 78 cents, but no, in all reality, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Adam Smith also left 699 Canadian. And let me see if I can do this right. Drink cactus juice. It'll quench you. Nothing's quenchier. It's the quenchiest. What's Saka. this from? Cactus Saka, juice. Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, Sokka. He gets, he gets, uh, well, he gets high on cactus juice. If a kid shows to right. watch someone get high, I can say it. Classic. <laughs> Um, okay. Will Graybill for four ninety nine says, so do, uh, do you think the reason Hendrick keeps prolonging Larson's scheme is because it may be a new sponsor or is it just me being optimistic? I think for now it's probably being optimistic, but who not? Maybe, maybe it will. I mean, yeah, I've heard rumors. Uh, Adam Smith with the Canadian 279 says, also remember that Coca-Cola is better than Pepsi. <laughs> carnation, Carnation. <laughs> yes, I love that you put uh, that. Just because I love stirring the pot. Yeah. GN with the $5 Super Chat says, so I heard the Dumpster Fire podcast. You're going to do a crossover with them next week. Should be interesting. Oh, yes, it should. Yes. On uh, Tuesday, next yeah, Tuesday. It's, it's or this Tuesday, 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 Tuesday. Yeah, six, yeah. six days. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and just think that's also their, I think isn't that their last episode before the Super Bowl? It is, because on Monday they're going to be doing this like media day event on their channel, yeah. and then Tuesday we'll be on. So we'll, we'll talk about our, two Super Bowls and one, the 500 and Super the Super Bowl. Bowl picks. Yeah. Tune in. The I don't even know who's say. in the Super Bowl, so yeah. well, I'll figure that out. <laughs> you don't know who's in the Chiefs Tom Brady and, yeah, Chiefs and Bucks. And the Chiefs. I like I Andrew, I, Tom Brady's all I knew. I like Andrew Meyer in the chat, Nassing say 500. I, I, I cut that. I cut that reference. Um, Jake Stu, I think your name's Stu. If I mispronounce your name, I apologize. Jake Stu for the 499 Super Chat. Here's to another great season of NWP. Uh, yeah, here's to it. Um, Thank you. Craig Kramer for $2. Uh, you're a Jets fan. I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry to hear that. Are they in the this... Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> the toilet bowl, yeah. Well, well they might be after all the number one draft picks they're going to get. Yeah. They steal Deshaun Watson. Can't even tank right. Ray. Can't even tank right, guys. Oh, my God. Will this 500 be another demolition derby? I hope not. I hope it's a little uh, better than last year's at the end, but... I wouldn't after, Neiman, after Neiman's crash, I'm good if no one flips. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. Uh, Dustin Pixa for the 4.99 super chat says, "What do you think about the haulers driving over the dirt to Bristol's infield?" I didn't think about that. That's oh. gonna be crazy. That's gonna be crazy. <laughs> Did they think about that? Like, they might slide. They might slide off the track. Um, for those, no. they'll, just, they'll part the dirt in one part and give them one <laughs> yeah, like, paved, like well, canyon to go through. They they're just gonna have to go straight on in, I guess, whenever to get there. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then for for people asking in the chat, uh, Mark Martin isn't on tonight. He was he is uh, having some scheduling Traveling. conflicts, yeah. but he'll be on later in the season. Uh, we, sure, we we you know we'll do our very best. We'll do our best to get him. We know back he on. will as well. And then uh, I see here we got blue cup. Not blue chip, blue cup. One ninety nine super chat says, "Give the voices alien, but we'll say UFO." Yes, yeah, so we have the UFO here. Give the oh, UFO. I wondered a spin. where that was. Give <laughs> it the spin. <laughs> I just don't want to put it in front of me. 
I got to slow yeah. it down now. Now I got to actually oh. re, re, readjust my camera. What is this back. sorcery? <laughs> so yes, yes. If you say spin the UFO, uh, I will. I will spin it. And uh, here, I'll just put it right here so you know it's spinning. <laughs> no, it's still spinning. <laughs> just going <laughs> hundred miles per hour. When when I brought this down to Danny's when uh, when I visited him over Christmas and or like right after Christmas, and when we got home, it was like December twenty eighth or 9th, and I left it spinning until yesterday when I or a few days ago when I put it on my desk. Uh, for the BS stream, and it had spun since then without me touching it. This thing wow. will spin forever because damn it's good. Magnets. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so thank you, Blue Cup. Uh, Nick Arias uh, for the ten dollars super chat says, "Hi, I'm Nicholas Arias in life, a lifelong twenty year old NASCAR fan. I didn't get into IndyCar until 2011, F1 until 2016, IMSA until 2017." Yes, I'm a junior Byron fan. Well, I respect the junior fandom. Yeah, um, please say my last name. I beg you. I think I already did, man. I'm yeah. laughing at how he said he's a lifelong 20-year-old NASCAR fan. So he's <laughs> and then he's 20 forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry. Thank you for this. He's like that one movie. Um, oh, what's that movie? It had a Harrison Ford and like Blake Lively, I think, was in it. Um, um, but it's like she never ages. Indiana Jones. Oh, I think I just spoiled it. No, I was going to say Air Force oh, One for shoot. some reason. No, 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 not that one. Yeah. Uh, Steve, Blade Runner. Steve, and I said shoot, not another word. Uh, Steve Castanenda. <laughs> I, see, I cussed in the first episode last year, so I'm trying as hard as I can not He said, I know, he keeps tracking himself. He's trying his best. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm like, yeah, but anyway. Uh, it says, uh-huh. we'll be watching the replay of this, but happy you boys are back. Season four hype. Woo! Much love. Woo! Thank, Thank you, man. Thank uh, you. Levi Shones for the 199 Super Chat says, here's one for my favorite NASCAR podcast. Well, thank you. I'm, we're thank happy you. to hear that. Appreciate B- it. BMG12 for $5 says, I feel like at this point we are currently in the golden age of the Xfinity series as it gives off some more vibes to the late 2000s truck series. Uh, I won't say the golden era yet, but it definitely is a great era to be a part of. It's better It's better than the bushwhacking era from like 2005 to 2006 when only like two yeah. Bush Series regulars won a race. I enjoyed 2009 to 2011. That was kind of a fun time. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a transition cool. period. Kind of like this one is. It, this one is a transition period. Uh, right. Blue Cup again for the Buck 99 says, get an Anderson hat and you have to get a signed card. Is that... Oh, Okay. Uh, Bill Pritchard, $5 Super Chat, says, uh, this place uh, be awkward if Vargas and Anderson have on-track incidents. <laughs> better, better yet, get Twitter. both on How's NASCAR Twitter? After. How's um, NASCAR Twitter going to react to that? That were happening. <laughs> Daniel West with $6 Super Chat says, the USA Network deal is literally the same as NBC using TNT as their cable arm back in the Benny Wally Bestwick days. Everyone needs oh. to chill out. I That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, I didn't uh, look at it that way. It on me. Uh, Xavier Castro, four ninety nine. Prediction time: How many cars finish on the lead lap at Dirt Bristol? And if you could have the perfect TV network for NASCAR, what would it be? Speed. Um, Speed. I'll say yeah. thirteen cars finish on the lead lap. I'll, I'll say, say ten. I'll say nine. Ten. I'll say eleven. I'm putting these sure. down right now. So I don't yeah, put them down for a bonus. Stick points. them on the wall for, for bonus points. Okay, for so the say, say them again while I write them down. Uh, uh ten. I said ten. Blue Cup says in the chat, if you get a Jordan Anderson hat, you can get a signed card. Is he like giving oh. out? Is he signing oh. cards with know, orders? That's pretty cool. I know Norm Benning is doing that. Uh, Eric and Danny, what would you guys' predictions? Uh, a nine. And then Danny said eleven. Okay. Eleven. 
And I'm the outlier. All right. Uh, Irvin Alvarado, 999 Super Chat. Thank you. Uh, wow. Says, hello. I hope this motorsports season from NASCAR, F1, IndyCar, etc., can be fun, safe, and return of fa- and have the return of fans. I would yeah. think Amazon Prime for motorsports in the future. Look at the NFL with their games on it. Mm-hmm. That is an option. Uh, I, yeah. I, it's something you look at. Uh, Platinum Paradise 499 Super Chat says, and NASCAR on TBS, it created a national fan base for the Braves in the 90s. Could do the same <laughs> for NASCAR. Eli Gold announcing would be perfect. Oh, yeah, that era. Yeah, he, uh, he has an amazing voice. Here, let's get through these last three here, uh, four here. Um, Andrew Meyer for the $5 Super Chat says, the Pro Invitational Series should be an off-season series. Stream it on YouTube and invite current retired drivers. I like that one. Kyle Kiesman for the fourteen ninety nine Super Chat says, Ooh. just got out of work. And got a bonus, so I'm gonna pay it forward because this is my only real name. Hey, thank you, thank you, you, Kyle. Uh, Communist Tomato Head—that's a name. Um, uh, For the 499 super chat, says does advertising crash uh, crashing help NASCAR and which four non-charter drivers make it out of the dual seat? I don't want to make dual predictions yet until we got a full Mm -hmm. entry list the week before. Yeah, we'll we'll hold off. Noah on Noah Gregson's making it in. I'm calling it now. I, I think he will. That's the yeah, only yeah. I'll call right now. Yeah, I'll call Gregson. He's, right he's now. pretty good at the super speedways. Oh, he's very good. And then uh, Blue Cup, thanks for the buck ninety nine. Um, yeah, we don't really uh, have any. Yeah, I saw, I saw. I saw. Yeah, no, we're cool. No. Yeah, I, we got no drama. So thank you everybody yeah. for super chats uh, tonight, and uh, let's head on over to, uh, to the last couple stories of the night. So nice. we yeah. have. Well, actually, we got one more super chat if you want to hit it really quick. Oh, we got one more. One Adam, more. Oh, Adam Smith, thank you for the last, uh, it says last super chat, 699 Canadian. Uh, thank you guys for being entertaining and not boring. Well, we, <laughs> oh, we thank you. Thank we, you. That's, we strive we try. to do that. Yeah. yeah, we try not to be boring on the show. Are you sure we're not that boring? Yeah, are you sure? I, I, I heard know. we all do the same things. Yeah, we all do <laughs> the same things. We're YouTubers. Anyway. Are the same. <laughs> yes, we literally are the same person. We're like, hey, another super chat. We were, well, well, we'll get to that one. All right, all right. We'll end the show with the rest of them. Yes. Okay. Um, so actually, you know, going into this, we talked a little bit about like new teams and stuff. I want to touch on this. Not too long, though. Um, but Pitbull invested in Trackhouse. What do you guys think of that? Because, I mean, everyone's getting all nuts about it, and I see it's a good thing. But at the same time, like, he hasn't really been like – Rec- yeah, I say yeah, Pitbull but he hasn't been relevant since 2009, really. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> I, well, I wouldn't say he's he's been entirely irrelevant since then, but like he's trying to make know, a comeback. Yeah, 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 to an extent, I guess. But you know, just having him in the sport, that's amazing. You know, I mean, we saw him in the promos last year, or the what should have been promos for NBC or for NASCAR on NBC. I don't know if they ever showed it. I don't think they ever did, did they? Not in its full form. They used yeah, it no. for the championship preview, but they didn't. I think because the fans weren't allowed, I think they scrapped a lot of what yeah, they shot. Yeah, that's what I. Because a lot what of what I, they shot was look at all the fans, fans partying. And that's right. right. Yeah, I think like, they no, scrapped last, it for that reason. Like, no, that's it. But you know, just having him, just having a name like his involved in the sport, um, that's really going to do NASCAR a lot of good. I mean, we already see Michael Jordan coming in, you know, and now Pitbull. Like, and you know, they they really want to get involved, you know, on the ownership side. It's not, you know, um, and it's not one of these deals where it's like Formula One and they'll just invite some some random celebrity who doesn't care anything about racing and stuff and they'll just, like, watch the first five laps and leave. But like, no, in NASCAR, like, these, um, these celebrities, they're coming in and they really want to get involved in the sport in some sort of way, whether it's ownership or, 
Yeah, I mean, it's free. It's all money there. I mean, when you got money, you know, now buying a NASCAR team, that's a pretty wise investment. I get, I'd say so myself. So, you know, we'll see how Jordan's team does and we'll see how Pitbull's team does. But, um, you know, having uh, one final thing, um, having, um, you know, Daniel Suarez driving for him and then um, uh, Justin Marks, uh, Justin Marks involved in the ownership deal. That's really going to do this team a lot of good. I really think this team has a lot more potential than what people are thinking initially. So we'll see what happens. I think it really comes down to these celebrity team owners like Michael Jordan and Pitbull, as long as they understand their, their role with their teams, which I think they do, I think it'll work out great. You know, their job is not to handle the day to day is not to talk to their drivers about how the car is handling and things like that. Their job is to, in many ways, be the face of the organization, to be the brand mm-hmm. ambassador. I think that's how they actually labeled Pitbull's involvement. He's going to be a brand, brand ambassador, ambassador for yeah. Trackhouse and for perhaps its sponsors like iFly. Do you guys see that? that uh, paint mm-hmm. scheme I, that's really a cool. nice paint scheme. Really yeah. Nice. So, I, I think as long as people like uh, Pipple understand that's really his role. And I think he does. I think it's great because uh, again, you mentioned it a little bit there, but like Pipple and Suarez, you know, they are uniquely able to speak to an audience that NASCAR has often not been able to reach. Same goes for Bubba Wallace Bubba and, and, Jordan. and Michael yeah. Jordan, you know? So right. I think, there's no harm in it. They're not driving. I don't think they're going to be driving people away from the sport. I think if anything, they can only open NASCAR up to new audiences. And I hope that's the role they embrace because that's where I think they'll really thrive. Uh, well, I, I mean, speaking of 2311, if we uh, don't add too much more, there was, there, there was another story in the past week or two that uh, came from them. Uh, Bubba Wallace sets a goal of a multiple win season. I, I, I want to ask, and I want to start off with you, Eric, is that, realistic reasonable or just kind of too far out there in your opinion i think it's realistic i i think the goal should be one win i don't mean to like set like the bar too low or anything like that but i think the goal at least coming into the year should be one win and a berth in the playoffs i think you know this is a toyota team and that means they're gonna have fast engines they're gonna have fast race cars they're gonna have a a equipment but there's still limited practice and qualifying. You got a new driver, a new crew chief combination and say what you will. Mike Wheeler is not the best crew chief in the cup series. I, I was actually doing research the other day, you know, in 2018, he was Denny Hamlin's crew chief and they won zero races yeah. since then. Hamlin has won 13 races with Chris Gabehart. <laughs> I, I mean, he did win a few races in like 2015, 2016, 2017 with, with nothing uh, too spectacular though. Yeah. No. So I, I don't know how great Mike Wheeler is. He was, uh, he was, uh, Matt Benedetto's crew chief in 2019. They almost won Bristol that year. So I, I think that's pretty impressive, but it's a new driver crew chief combo. It's a whole new team starting from scratch. I don't really know who's handling all the day to day there. I think Denny Hamlin's heavily involved. They obviously have other people involved. I think it will be a work in progress. The goal should be to win a race mm-hmm. and to, and to make the playoffs. And I didn't even say it, but quite honestly, Bubba Wallace himself, there is a, is a huge question mark. He's won in trucks back in what? 2014. I think he 2014, won four races. And then he had the one-off race uh, during in the 2017, 2017 season. 2017. Yeah. So he's done really well in trucks. He was in Xfinity, he, and then he, Ralph can, shut he, down. he contended for a few wins, but not as many as he should have. His, his, yeah. his teammate went on to win the championship, I believe. One of the, mm-hmm. the same Chris Busher, Chris Busher, so, yeah. I don't know how great uh, we don't really know how great Bubba Wallace is. I think he's decent, I think he's capable of winning races. I don't think he's a championship contending driver just yet, but this is going to be a huge year of growth for him. So, I think the goal should be one win in a playoff berth. Anything more than that would be exceptional. You know, I, I like that. Interested, oh, I will be interested to see how Eric Jones does this year because. I do believe that a lot of Bubba's problem was that car. I don't think it's a good opportunity for Eric, but we'll see. 
You know, I mean, I, I do love the fact that Bubba Wallace is, you know, taking a public stance. He's saying, you know, hey, we have to win a couple of races. I like that he's setting, you know, um, very high expectations for himself. Um, I think the main goal should be in year one with this equipment, you know, uh, the uh, the types of, uh, of people you're getting involved in with this team. The playoffs should be the number one goal, whether you obtain it through um, some um, uh, through a win or, you know, just straight up on points, you know, that's one thing, but um, yeah, I really think, you know, Bubba Wallace, he's, he's well aware that, Hey, you know, I got to perform. I got to do my job. Um, you know, I, 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 I think year one though playoffs, like I, I think I, I think relative expectations for him would be, you know, by the time the playoffs start, maybe a 12th, 13th seed makes it in on points. I think that's, I think that's fair to, I think that's a fair prediction in my opinion, but that's realistic. He, you know, he just needs to be careful what kind of expectations he gives himself because Daniel Suarez in his last year of Gibbs told the media, I'm going to make the playoffs. He did not make the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, exactly. And, he, no and, he, Gibbs. and he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's now been, He's on his fourth team in four yeah, years. Yeah, fourth team in four years. You know, for Bubba Wallace, though, this situation might be a tad bit different. I mean, it's obviously way different. You know, it's a new team and all that stuff. But um, I don't know. Um, I think he'll make the playoffs. Um, a couple of wins, you know, like Eric just spoke on, you know, on his, you know, championship caliber. If he's, you know, a championship caliber driver, he's obviously not right now. And uh, in terms of being a great driver, no, I don't think he's a great driver right now. I think he's a good driver, a good to serviceable driver in the Cup Series. Um, people forget, you know, he did help build RPM up to an extent. You know, in 2018, you know, Eric, uh, Eric Amarola had just left, took the Smithfield money with him, and then they had to put together a ton of last-minute sponsorship deals. I remember the 2018 season. Bubba might have broken the record most paint schemes in a season, I believe. Had, like, what, 13, 14 different paint schemes or, or something like that. But, you know, um, but the point is, though, the expectations for Bubba Wallace entering the 2021 season is playoffs, whether it's obtained through a win or just points. We'll find out. I would say that. I, I think, honestly, he's setting it way too high for himself right now. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that that he is. Um, you, you look at, like, this is a brand-new team, like, uh, fresh out the gate. I mean, granted, they have some Gibbs equipment with them, but so did Levine Family Racing, and they had plenty of experience building up their team before that. So I, I think the goal should be just to be in playoff contention, try and make the playoffs, um, but, you know, trying to think that multiple wins in a season, I, in my opinion, I think that's, that's too high. And when I, he's, I, I think, oh, hold on. I think that, uh, that he can get a year of, of feeling it out with the new team because it is mm-hmm. a new team. They need to get to mesh together. I, I don't think that it should be expected that they, they set the world on fire, but if mm-hmm. come next year, he's, you know, if he's running around 20th, 21st, or, you know, and, and this would be good for Eric Jones. I'm not saying it's a bad thing in general, but if Eric Jones is outrunning him in petty equipment, mm, I think there needs to be, be a real conversation about does he deserve that ride. So he, I think of anyone in the Cup Series right now who has more than a one-year um, has more than a, a one-year deal, I think that he has the toughest deal looking forward and because there are no excuses anymore you can't just say well the equipment is bad no this is the same equipment that that denny hamlin is in that kyle bush and 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 that uh you know just it's great equipment 
in general. Hey, Jared, turn your volume up. A lot of people are saying your volume's low. Yeah. Okay. It's, I, it's all the way up on OBS, but I'll, I'll turn it up yeah. on here. But I was I, I was about to ask really quick. Um, when he said the goal is to win multiple races, how many races uh, was he talking? Two, six, like like uh, which one? Oh, multiple not six. Yeah, just multiple. Three, I guess. I don't know. I, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, if it's to like, if he's thinking like he'll win multiple races in a season, like let's say like seven or six, you know, like five or six, that that would be crazy. Now, you know, two maybe maybe you know at the very at, at the you know at the most but i don't know just just you know try and point your way into the playoffs year one i think that's a relatively good goal to have i want to see is uh is to the chat is the uh volume better because it the says thing, i hear somebody like, breathing but see yeah. you sound the same to me y'all hear that y'all hear anybody breathing? oh somebody i heard someone there oh because i can't hear it on my end but i can hear somebody else I don't know how it could be me. I've, it's the same distance it's been for me this entire time. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't it, it, maybe it. it was me. I didn't hear anything, and I can hear myself in my ears. Like if I'm breathing, <sighs> I can hear that. Well, uh, hopefully it goes away. That's kind of yeah, because I I can't hear uh, my end for some reason. So that's that's been really weird. But if, mm. if it sounds better, yeah, people are saying it sounds better. So I'll, I'll leave it around there. Yeah, uh, cool. But yeah, I I think that. Uh, in general, I think that that he is going to be under a ton of pressure this year, man. Oh, yeah, a lot. Well, we'll see if he can handle it. All right. Uh, let's see. Another question I have, um, and whoever wants to take this one, go for it. Uh, does Kyle Busch bounce back in twenty twenty one? Yes. Yes. You never, never, never well, doubt Kyle Busch, no matter what. How much is he going to be a seven win driver again? Mm, I'd say a fair. Uh, I'd say he'll I have think a year. Around, he'll have a year like Keselowski had last year, maybe like about three or four. Yeah, I'd say about somewhere in the three to five win range, and then maybe you know he you know makes it all the way to the round of eight, and then doesn't make it to the round of four. I don't. I don't know. That's that's what I think. I think it's yeah. tough because he's lost, uh, and maybe this is a good thing because they obviously struggled a bit last year. But with no Adam Stevens, the guy he's won his two championships with, who I forget, is it Ben Ben Bayshore? Is that who it is? Who's Ben Bayshore? Yeah, I forget. I they moved a bunch of crew chiefs around. I can't remember now who's going to Kyle Busch. I haven't looked yeah. at it in a couple months. I think it's Ben Bayshore who's coming up from the Xfinity series. Um, who I who they've had some success, or is it? Or no, my bad. Is it a Rudy? No, it's not Rudy Fugel left. He's going to Hendrick. Then shoot. Yeah, I think it's Ben Bayshore. Chat can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> someone. Um, I didn't fact <laughs> check. But my point is he's getting a new crew chief who is not as experienced as Adam Stevens. Maybe a fresh ear in his, a fresh voice in his ear is what he needed after kind of a down year last year. I think he will win more than one race. I think it's very rare that Kyle Busch only wins one race. I think it's safe saying he'll win a couple. But I don't know that he's, uh, I don't think he's necessarily going to get further than the round of eight. I wouldn't peg him as an obvious championship four driver. But we never know what can be for sure because up until 2018, Jimmy Johnson averaged two wins a year. So yeah, it could just abruptly stop like that. So we'll see. Really quick, I'm gonna mute myself and see if like the breathing they're talking about stops. Like I don't know if it's on my end or my mic is wigging out right now. I don't uh, hear it on my end. So I, I don't hear anything. I don't hear anything. I, don't hear I, I think the pranking us. Or we'll find out later that they weren't pranking us, and we let's, let's all play. mute our mics and see. Yeah, just mute, uh, let's just all or have a moment of silence. Yeah, mute moment one of at silence. a time. Mute one at a time, so the chat can tell us when it stops. So here, uh, Darian's muted. Uh, Danny, you mute now. Okay, now I'll mute. 
All right, I'll mute now. All right, all right, we're back. We're back. Who, who, when did it stop? Or did, or did it? I think they're pranking us, guys. It is stop. Uh, yeah. Uh, are they pranking us? Yeah, I don't, I don't now, know where it's coming now from. Let us, now I like breathing is gone. I don't, I don't know who it would be. I, honestly, I'll just stay away from it. Yeah, some people, yeah, a lot of people don't hear breathing. So, is it yeah. a UFO? Yeah, it's probably the Ooh, UFO or the something. Mag- oh, dude, it actually the, could be. What if there's magnets or the UFO does make some yeah. noise from now, now and, and then? So, mm. yeah. Anyway, um, we still have a few more uh, little stories here left. Uh, Brad Keselowski will be sponsored by Keystone Light. Um, <laughs> I just, I just want to, I want to preface this. Keystone yeah. Light sucks. It's um, terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting a bad aftertaste just talking about them. They're really getting well, their money's but worth. But most importantly, the Blue Deuce is back. Okay, the Blue yeah. Deuce is back, but at what cost? <laughs> you sold yourself off like this. Penske. <laughs> they could definitely for throwback weekend though do the 2012 throwback mm. with Keystone Light pouring out instead that. of Miller Light. Mm. They could, yeah, they should do that. <laughs> they should still be fun with it. Yeah, just do that. But yeah, Keystone Light's not my, not my thing. <laughs> yeah, that that would, I mean, that would be something really fun to do. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that man, it's <laughs> so terrible. They could have picked a better beer, dude. I could. Wins. When's Corona gonna come into NASCAR, man? Let's get Corona in here. <laughs> I, I think it's done. Been there, well, done that. I don't think we want it in here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we we've had enough. Bad uh, advertising. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, one last thing, and I think we, this can be like one big thing that we end a lot of uh, a lot of the show on, because I think we can take some time on this for each person, like each person on on the panel's prediction, as well as who they talk about in these respects. So I want to do a few predictions. And then I also want to, uh, after this, sort of debut. We're going to have a bit of a point system for our picks format when we start picking races <laughs> so that we can officially know who is actually better than everybody else. In it. <laughs> competition. Everything's wait. a competition. It is. And uh, are, are, are we going to have any kind of like the belt, reward, right? re- reward or punishment I, at the end. I think belt. we should get like a WWE plastic belt. Harmonica. <laughs> we should get a plastic belt for the winner. And for mm-hmm. the loser, we should get a custom made like small plastic toilet uh, trophy. For <laughs> I the want winners. that. Yeah, I'd rather have I want the toilet. But have the toilet be broken. So Aww. <laughs> better. Yeah. I, I think it's time to put the strap on Danny B. I'm going for yeah. the belt. The, the, nah, the, the what, Danny? The strap with the strap. <laughs> You guys don't know wrestling terms. That is, that's that's a, yeah, that's a wrestling term. But like, <laughs> learn something every day. Uh, oh man. Um, okay. Uh, who do we think is gonna be really good this year? Uh, Danny, start us off. Oh gosh, who do I think is gonna be good this year? Uh, Elliot, Hamlin, Harvick, and it's gonna be a bunch of other people getting like two or three wins. Well, I mean, like, kind of mm. go into detail, like, like what people like. For reasoning, because like there's a few that oh, I, I know of that I, think I got a few good that I'm like I'm actually excited to talk. Well, Elliot's probably gonna get at least five wins on road courses this year, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we'll see improvements out of uh, the 48. You'll see improvements out of the 12. Um, improvements out of the 18. That's a good point about Blaney. We haven't really talked about it. We haven't mentioned him at all tonight, but Ryan Blaney is a guy who basically just wins one race a year every year, but it feels like I, he should have more than that. He yeah. should be winning two I, or three. I think we'll see improvements out of RCR, both Austin and Ty. I think Ty, uh, I think, uh, what I'm saying, well, Tyler Reddick, not Ty. Tyler yeah. Reddick uh, can get a win this year, I think. 
That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah um, look out for Christopher Bell this year. I know Eric Jones just got booted and then some are thinking, well, this could be the same thing. I don't know. I think Christopher Bell will do an amazing job in that 20 car. We'll wait and see. Um, he's got a different crew. He's got, he has Adam Stevens, a two-time yeah. champion crew chief. So that could be. And they've magic. worked together before. Oh, wait, have they? Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. I don't know. I don't Mm, Maybe an Xfinity, so. but I don't think so. I was thinking of of uh, of what's his name, Ratcliffe, Daniel yeah. Ratcliffe, or no, Dan yeah. Ratcliffe, or whatever his name. <laughs> Harry not the actor, no, not the actor. His last name is Ratcliffe. Yeah. Uh, no, Jason no, Ratcliffe. Jason. Yeah, Harry like Potter. Jason. Harry Potter. I was like, Dave, like, this year. Wait, like, wait a minute, not, not Daniel. He'll be a Swiss Army man. Yeah, and <laughs> also if um, seen that movie, it's a funny movie. He'll and be also, the Jack. <laughs> and also, uh, imagine and also, imagine Wizard Harry Potter as your crew chief. He'd be like, "Okay, you're in. Boom, you're you're good. Get out. Go." Done. Yeah. Um, I guess one last guy I could say. Um, a few more guys. Ryan Blaney, obviously. Eric just talked about him. Um, expect Kyle Busch to return to. Um, I wouldn't say championship form, but you know his regular, you know, 2009 to 2012 self. And uh, Eric Jones, I know Danny just said it, you know, Eric Jones is in a tough situation right now, but, uh, but here's the thing. I think Eric Jones can get one win this year, one win at one of the, um, at one of the super speedway races and he'll, he'll lock his way into the playoffs through that. And I think he'll, he'll, he'll um, probably shock a lot of people this season uh, with his performances too. So we'll see. I wholeheartedly agree with you about Eric Jones. I think Eric Jones does. He's underrated, bro. Like he's a lot he better a super than people think. Race. I think he's a, he's a better overall driver. I think those this last year with Gibbs was fresh because before this year, like he won the Southern 500 in mm-hmm. 2019. Like I think he was he was winning a race a year with Gibbs. He's doing what Ryan Blaney's doing at Penske, and people love Ryan Blaney. But 2020 was a bit of a disappointing year. I, I think it's good that. I don't think it's good that he lost his Toyota ride, but I do think it's it's a good thing that that Joe Gibbs blew, blew up that team a little bit because I do not think Jones was the number one issue there. Um, I am excited for him to be the sole focus of the team. I understand that's mm-hmm. a team that has a quarter or less of the resources that Gibbs has, but uh, Eric Jones has proven to at the very least be a great super speedway driver. He's also really good at short tracks. He's run great at Bristol in the past. The 43 team has run great at Bristol in recent years as well. So I think the super speedways as well as, some of the races like like the maybe not the dirt Bristol, but the other Bristol or uh, some of the other short tracks will be great chances for Eric Jones to show up. I like your pick for him to win a super speedway race, though. I, I think that's very yeah. likely. I think he'll win one. Blaney, think... I, I want Blaney to do well. And I agree with what we talked about earlier. Alex Bowman needs to have a fire mm-hmm. lit under him. He needs yes. multiple wins this year. That's that's a big story I'm trying well, to watch. It's, it's uh and, and before we, we get into the uh the you know what a I think are who I think are going to be doing well. Uh, we have 540 watching right now, but only 461 likes. Let's see if we can get up to 500 likes before we're done with the show tonight. 500 for the 500. Um, yeah. I got to say, you know, you, it's good that you talked about Bowman there because he is actually the one who I think is, is the biggest driver under the radar for how well he did at the end of last year. And it, it's been shown in recent memory that when Hendrick drivers who have been good but not great have a really great ending to the year, they generally get really good at the start of the next year. Now, add on top of this, I think Chevrolet overall is going to be having a huge comeback. So something I don't see many people talking about is the fact that they were using sort of a new engine setup or new engine. I don't know if it's a new engine yeah. in general, but their engines have been upgraded like a ton and it was used in full effect on chase elliott's car at phoenix and we saw that he was like head and shoulders above everybody so i think bowman is gonna really do well with this he was awesome at the end of last year 
the ADA was contending at the end of Kansas. Like you, everyone remembers that Harvard couldn't pass Logano. You might often overlook that Bowman was six tenths of a second behind him. He's yeah. coming. He was he was there. Um, I but I also think this is going to help RCR in total because I think Austin Dillon is, is a lot better than people think, and I think that Tyler Reddick is going to excel a ton. That deal that RCR has with Hendrick, they're working together. Um, is RPM also under that? Because they were with RCI. It's really just the engine. So the thing was Toyota, all their engines were made by TRD. All of uh, Ford's engines were made by Yates. And then, but Chevy had uh, ECR and Hendrick both making engines and some Chevy teams Mm -hmm. used Hendrick, some used ECR. Uh, Towards the end of last year, they combined their notes basically to build one universal engine that I think all the Chevy teams were using. Or at the very least, maybe they were still building separate engines, but they were just sharing notes, which they hadn't been doing in the past. I don't remember exactly, but either way, they had more information going into their engines. So I, I think all the Chevy teams really got a slight boot. Austin Dillon finished top five the first two races of the playoffs last year. I'm not sure if they were running these engines at that point, but that could have been a factor. Just really some a really quick, uh, really quick note to add. Like these alliances, like I have to admit, they're um they're always like confusing to me because you hear, oh, this team is aligning with this team, but you're never told the full details though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. We can no, clarify all... on that more, I guess. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. But uh, but just to finish out, I, I think Ross Chastain, I don't think he's going to be setting the world on fire. I think he should, honestly, I think he should have the same goal that Bubba Wallace has to, yeah. to make the playoff. playoff level driver and try and maybe sneak off one win if you can, but just set the foundation down for the future. And then I, I Austin think be... Cindric. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cindric, Cindric, I think Cindric will win a race this year. I yeah, road course. One of the road courses. He will, he will win one of the road courses. No, Mark but, my words. And we have to start considering what does Matt Benedetto do to prove in this last chance mm-hmm. of 21 that he deserves a ride after this. I would assume mm-hmm. he's probably been in talks with certain cup teams for some time now. You know, this announcement was made, what, like last August? that he wouldn't be back after the 2021 season. So he's had plenty of time to, you know, get some a stuff couple, together. A couple things that I have on the radar for Matt Vendetto, depending on what happens with Kurt Busch, if he decides to make this his last season, if Ryan Newman decides to make this his last season, those could be landing zones. It couldn't be possible that if 2311 Racing has a great first year, they might want to add a second car. So I think there's yeah. a few things that might open up for him. Just depends on if he's the right guy or not. Eric, yeah, we'll you were, were going to say something? I was going to mention Ross Chastain. I feel like a lot of people, you know, that announcement was made so long ago. A lot of people have forgotten that Ross Chastain mm-hmm. is going to be full-time in cup I and did. a pretty good car <laughs> this year. Uh, but I don't, you said he might be in playoff contention. I think he should be hoping for top 20 in points. I don't, you know, I don't know how great that car, like Matt Kenseth did not make that car look very good last year. <laughs> and even Chastain and his handful of starts with Roush, I thought Chastain did not look very good last year in cup in decent cup equipment. So I think that should be a slow, slow climb for Chastain. I think it's important not to set those expectations too high just because his teammate might be contending for wins. Uh, back back to our Larson talks earlier. It, that might've shown a lot about what that car was versus the driver. Yeah. yeah, the fact that Larson was running as well as Kurt Busch in the same equipment, a former cup champion who's been racing, you know, uh, been in stock cars for decades at this point. You know, that's that did, I think that did say a lot about Larson that yeah. people are just now realizing. Uh, and, you know, coming back the other way with it, Eric, who do you think is going to kind of disappoint or, or do poorly this year when maybe they shouldn't? 
I, I'm still looking at Martin Truex Jr. Now, I, I'm doing a video here in the next few days. You guys will see it. I'll give you guys my bold predictions for the 2021 season. I did one last year, and it's the in, in my bold predictions video last year, the only one I got right was that I thought Martin Truex Jr. would only win like one or two races, and he did. He only won one race last year. It was his first year without Cole Pern since 2014, I think. Remember 2015, I believe it was 2015, was the first year Cole Pern and Truex teamed up and they immediately went from being a 20th place team to a championship four team back when they were still running Chevys at Furniture Row. So Truex only winning one race last year. He did make a deep playoff run. I don't know that, I, you know, I don't know that we'll see a huge improvement out of Truex this year. The days of Truex winning six, seven races a year that we had for a couple of years there, they may be gone. And I think Truex is a good driver, but I, I do think Cole Pern was a cheat code in a lot of ways that he no longer has. So uh, that's one driver I'm not really expecting to see a huge jump. I'm not necessarily expecting them to be disappointed. I don't think he'll be worse than he was this last year, but I don't think he'll be back to his like true championship form ways uh, just yet. And then besides that, I'm a little curious to see how, I don't necessarily think he's going to be bad, but another driver in a contract year is Brad Keselowski. And like, he's a consistent three, four wins every single year, year after year, after year, after year. Yeah, I feel like that's a really difficult, you know, like threshold to maintain, but he's been doing it. But this being a contract year, I feel like he's going to be putting it all on the line. He wants a long-term deal. He doesn't want to settle for another short-term contract like he kind of was forced to this last season. Mm. So I wonder if that could lead to mistakes. That could lead to maybe uh, you know him pressing a little bit if the season doesn't get great, doesn't get going super well. And I think he'll just have some extra distractions. He might not be with Penske after 2021. You never know. I, I, I do wonder about how uh, Keselowski will run this year. You know, um, another Ford guy, Chase Briscoe. I'm really excited to see what he'll do in that in that uh, in that 14 Haas entry. Um, do I think he'll set the world on fire? Absolutely not. But do I think he'll be a disappointment? No. So he'll probably be somewhere in the middle. I think. Um, but yeah, the um, expectations for him though, obviously, would be playoffs. You know, with 16 drivers, you're in. You know, Haas equipment that runs, um, that, that, uh, excuse me, that runs up front consistently. So, you know, playoffs, that's, um, that's a good goal, but I don't know, like he's going to come in with some pretty high, um, pretty high expectations this year. I mean, what he won, like what, seven, eight, nine Xfinity races last year, something like that. Nine, you know, it was, it was he won nine. a lot. It was nine. Cause I think it was equal to what Harvick did in the yeah, series. Exactly. So he, he won a lot of races. So I think some of the fan base is probably going to think he's going to come in here and do the same. And I, I, I don't know, obviously not. I mean, the days of, of, of rookies coming in and, and just automatically winning week, you know, week by week in the cup series, those, those days are gone. Um, wasn't Cole Custer the first rookie to win since like Montoy, like, like in like oh, Chris Busher technically won, but that was sort of a, you know, like yeah, the yeah, first true rookie to win. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Wow. So been you a might minute. be right about that actually. So no. you never know. Maybe Chase Briscoe might well, set the now, world on fire. Maybe, no, but. no, no. Trevor Bain. But, oh, he, but he was part-time. Yeah, so, but so Trevor, was Justin yeah. Haley. Like Justin yeah, Haley was part-time too. So, so yeah, the last true winner was like Montoya 07. And I, I, I didn't even, yeah, it's been a while. So Chase, Chase Briscoe is a heck of a talented driver in my opinion, but I also have to remember he, he did all this in the year after we lost the big three. Yeah. I was just about so, to say like the Xfinity fair, series, let, oh, go ahead. To be fair, he is older than most rookies yeah. going into cup nowadays. He is like the same age as guys like. Stewart Jr. Kenseth were when they when they were right? coming in, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. were twenty six. So he's, yeah. he's older than the, a lot of those guys were when they came in. Yeah, so that's I, true. That that might, yeah. maybe that maturity might 
uh, reflect on the track compared to the other rookies. Who we'll do you see. think will do better, Briscoe or Custer? Because personally, Briscoe. I'm thinking Briscoe. I, think, I, I think Custer is going to regress a lot this year. Yeah, I think Briscoe. Yeah, if you had to, uh, if I have to choose between the two, Briscoe without a doubt. Yeah, I'm going Briscoe too. I personally, for for people, I think are disappointing. I think the entire organization of SHR will compared to what the expectations are. Aside from Harvick, I and think also even Harvick so- will come back. I don't think he'll win nine races. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win a fourth of the races on the schedule. <laughs> I, I, if Harvick wins five races, I think that'll be a, a good number. Now, now well, when I say to, that that disappoint and not win as many races, it does not mean I, I don't think he's going to not be a contender for the championship. But I wouldn't be surprised if Harvick goes through this year and gets only like three or four wins. And then to, you look, they got to, well, real quick, they got a rookie coming in. They got Cole Custer, who I think we both agree probably will regress and then eric yeah. marola was not inspiring at the end of last season not at all like he, think about this know. in 2018 eric almarola was the fourth best driver at shr now he's the second <laughs> <laughs> and, and not and not because he got better i'd say he got it's worse just, yeah <laughs> pretty much um another thing to add too is you know with the abundance of new cup series teams who are some who well, really um quick, really quick oh, go ahead. back to like danny you were, you were saying about shr all I was going to say is that with Harvick, like you said earlier, like Bowman was doing great towards the end of the playoffs. Harvick was actually kind of regressing. Obviously, he didn't he didn't make the championship four. He had a lot of poor performances there at the end and what, only won two times and they were right at the beginning. Yeah, and, and yeah. Yeah, and and one of those times was uh, wasn't one of those times at Darlington when the leaders took it. And that other that out. was that was that was kind of a that was kind of a more or less he wasn't supposed to win. It just happened. Yeah. And then Bristol, he barely beat Kyle Busch. Let's be real. If Joey Logano doesn't get in the way at Bristol, he may not win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it went from him dominating like you know you were saying at the start of the year in the first 23, 24 races to. He had to luck into wins and get assistance into wins like regularly, you know, for the for, for those two races, I should say. And he was suffering in performance. So that's a good point. Darren. But what I was about to say is, um, I was about to ask you guys, uh, you know, with all of the abundance of of you know new of new teams coming into the Cup Series, um, of the established teams that have been struggling for years. Which um, are are you the most concerned about entering this year? Roush. I'd say Roush Racing. Yeah, Roush. Roush. Yeah. yeah, I think it's unanimous. Roush, Roush Racing I, is probably I, most. I, concerned I don't even team. know at this point if if Ryan Newman retires. I don't even know if they bother replacing that team at this point. Yeah, like it wouldn't surprise I mean, me if they just shut keep, down that team. If they have the charter, they might as well keep it there. Just oh yeah, sake. yeah. But yeah. at the same time, you know, Chris Buescher. Well, I think Chris Buescher is a good driver and talented. I don't think that he is talented enough to lift Roush above 20. Yeah, and and we thought he was last year, but he's, I guess I, I think he is. He's talented. the last. He's the last talent that they have developed. Yeah. Cause now, because now they're not they're not interested in developing talent anymore. They aren't. And then and then Newman is. I don't. I don't. I do not think after that crash and after just everything he went through, on the track and off the track, I don't think that he is the same driver he was before. No, and it wasn't like no, he was setting he the world was. on fire, but he hey, was he still made the playoffs in 2019 and yeah. went from that to being yeah. like 25th all of last year. So, so I mean, I, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope because I, I want to see one of the few remaining drivers I've grown up watching do well. Yeah, from the Winston Cup era, do good, you know, in these days. So but I, hopefully I, he does well. And then, 
Two, two drivers I actually don't think are going to do too hot that people think are are Matt Benedetto and Kyle Larson. I really don't I don't I don't understand with him being gone and him suffering under this 750 package why people think Kyle Larson is going to come in and just set the he's, world on he, fire. He's the dirt track god, so they well, they think it's wrong. automatically I yeah just, he's amazing. Dirt track racing is harder than a it's lot hard of want and it's to very admit, dangerous. But it's it very dangerous not, to him. It, it doesn't fully equate to NASCAR racing. Yeah. Go ask JJ yeah. Yelly about that one. Yeah. Anyone else guess think you're gonna disappoint? Um. Well, I mean, you just Dan? said. Okay. I was just gonna say, like, you know, we keep saying, yeah, we think Larson will win at dirt bristle or something, but might not even be him. There's lots of guys in the Cup Series that have a good dirt racing background. There's Alex Bowman. There's Chase Briscoe. There's lots of guys. Yeah, Bubba. Bell. I want to see a, a rematch of the Chili Bowl this year, yes. but hopefully one where Bell does not flip mm-hmm. <laughs> two to go. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, well, people forget, you know, as much as, you know, I was saying earlier that I don't think that this team's going to set the world on fire either. Bubba Wallace is not bad on dirt either. Yeah, he won the 2014 Eldora race. So, you know, and as I, a history. I, I, I saw that he hopped into like a, it was a for, for fun iRacing event, but they were using cut cars at the Charlotte dirt track, I think. And he strapped in and we, he won that one. So, he didn't rage quit. He's a lot, but yeah, he didn't rage quit this time. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else have anyone else are uh, picking? Uh, I think that's about it. It's about I think all we've I covered basically of. the entire it's, field. Yeah. In it's, capacity. it's it's that's just hard. Cool. It's just hard to really tell. Yeah. Like yeah, there's so, it's there's so, so many early. things. We are getting into an era of NASCAR where I feel like there's a lot of good talent out there, but the cars aren't, you know, even either. So yeah. it just has to depend on what happens. Well, really quick, before we end off, you know, I, I had alluded to this earlier, and then you know, we can also talk about who we got on next week and stuff mm-hmm. moving forward. Um, we are, like I said, doing a little bit of a, a, a point system for picks. Mm-hmm. And so we'll just we'll go off this. This year we're going to add in two categories for picks. So we got the cup winner, dark horse suck picks. We're also going to be picking Classic. for – Yes, yes. I mean, we, we have them patented and everything. Mm-hmm. Ready to go. Let's go. Um, but we're also going to be picking the Xfinity and Truck Series winner on any given weekend that they're racing. Uh, so points-wise, so we, we we have this for the four hosts, the chat, and then whoever is the guest. And if there's more than one guest, we'll just pick whoever was the highest finisher out of them. Uh, so they kind of get an advantage there. Um, but basically, top pick gets 10 points for whoever finished highest of, of who they said in each category or in, in the winner or whatever, we'll, we'll figure that out. 10 points for them, eight for second, six for third, four for fourth, two for fifth, and six on down, you get one point. Good job. Yay. Yay. Um, <laughs> you participated. Uh, Xfinity and Trucks, uh, same points payout for them is six points for the first place person, five for second, four, three, two, and one. Uh, the correct prediction for winner in cup gets five bonus points correct prediction like the old days yes the good uh, old days uh correct xfinity prediction gets three bonus points and then truck correct winner gets one point and if you sweep the weekend you get 10 bonus points so we'll keep track Ooh. through the year and we'll update you each week on who's doing better and everything like that just so that you guys can talk trash to us if you're doing better but uh 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I hope oh, I dude, if the cash. if the chat like is if if they end up beating us in in this point system, I swear, man. <laughs> the chat. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh if like Darian, you end up being last if you start. I know I'm trash. behind it. Yeah, I'm behind it. Well, no, I don't talk as much trash <laughs> nowadays for that reason because you never know. <laughs> anyway. Also, I see someone asking if this is, will be on Spotify. It is on Spotify. It is. Yeah, it'll Spotify, be on yeah. Spotify. And very soon it will be on many other platforms besides just Spotify. Basically, okay. anywhere you get your podcast, you'll be able to listen yeah. to us after the fact. Unless you want to, of course, see our beautiful faces. And yeah. see I mean, I encourage you to watch go. live. Of maybe, course, I think that's the most fun. Right. We'll be streaming go, on MySpace maybe, very soon. Maybe go back on... <laughs> and email. <laughs> and email. Maybe go back we'll on email you, the podcast to you guys. Go on YouTube every now and again. Maybe watch an ad or two for us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's no shame. He's like, what's that? So really quick, before we end off, we'll, there, were, there weren't too many super chats, uh, but we'll get to you guys that left some. So um, Stephen Gibson, we, we actually only have three right now. So Stephen Gibson for the $2 uh, says, welcome back, boys. We missed y'all. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I miss doing this too. I miss you guys. And then Goose Winnipeg for $1.99 says, will there be dirt track ringers? I think there could. Spin the UFO. Spinning. We need to get some oh, spin this. Oh gosh. There we are. Watch it. It's just going to plop off one of these. Planet's magnetic pull has been thrown out of whack. No, so <laughs> it doesn't fall off. If it goes too far off the magnet, the rest of it magnetizes it towards it. Oh. Up, so it just goes straight down and slams into it really loud. Oh, nice. Okay. Put it closer to the mic. I, I just, just in case. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear it spin. Let's hear it spin right now. Let's hear it crash and burn. <laughs> <laughs> all right and then yeah. last super chat of the night at least so far see i'm gonna move it at one point it's just gonna go burn yeah. like, what the hell was that uh but last super chat of the night from blue jimmy 48 fan for two dollars says welcome back guys special season incoming we really hope so we got some cool stuff yeah. planned out and uh it, it's gonna be fun man it's gonna be yeah. fun. i can't wait on that started. note, actually, on that note, yes, the NASCAR Weekly Podcast is going to be doing some pretty big things this year. We can't announce anything tonight, but uh, I believe next week's show, which uh, I know we're getting to in just a moment, on Danny B's channel, I believe. Uh, we'll talk about the guests and everything in a moment. Uh, we do have an announcement to make. We'll be making it at some point during that show. Uh, get excited next week because the NASCAR Weekly Podcast is going to get bigger. Uh, there's going to be we're, – we're playing – we got a lot of big stuff planned for all of our channels personally, but I know collectively we're planning to do some more meetups. I got this Nashville hat on for a reason. Uh, we've got some more content coming your way, Some hopefully some collaborations, some pretty exciting stuff. I know since the beginning of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast, we've always made a priority of of spotlighting like – great fan content you know we've had a lot of our friends on the show other youtubers on the show content creators on the show we obviously get drivers and you know the president of nascar on occasion but uh we're, we're gonna try and go back to our roots in a way that uh does so in an even grander scale so that has something to do with our announcement next week so i just want to put that little teaser in right there uh very excited to kind of establish this show and 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 turn it into something super legitimate that we can uh really do something big with this season so on that note with that super chat there yeah we have oh. some exciting things in the works yeah thank you jc1424 for the five dollar super chat uh what races y'all want to go to me and i assume that's kamikaze games going yeah to kamikaze. oh going to coda uh well i'm, pl- I'm planning on trying to get out there uh, yeah i'm gonna try and go out there so I'm i guess starting off half of this crew will be at the daytona 500 me and eric will not mm-hmm. yeah will. we'll be there yeah we'll be there at least he's gonna get me from the airport Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, but, Danny, I mean, I'd like to be at Coda as well. So yeah, yeah, hopefully that turns into a huge race. We'll watch Monaco that morning too, because Monaco will be on. Danny, we're uh, we're on your channel next week. Uh, got anyone special we're bringing on? Yeah, who you got on, Danny? All right, so yes, yeah, so we will be on Danny B Talks next week. You can catch us live next Wednesday, eight o'clock Eastern Time, seven o'clock Central Time. We, as long as nothing comes up in his schedule uh, last minute. We are supposed to be joined by Mr. Alan Kavana, formerly with uh, Fox Sports. Um, you, of course, know that he did a lot of work, especially covering the pits and the truck series last year. Now he's making a push for his own uh, YouTube efforts, and we're happy to have uh, him coming on with us. We'd like to know more about what his plans are for the future and maybe if he can give us some insight as to what he might be uh, able to do or maybe what led to where he's at now. Yeah, it'd be good to talk to him, man. I've been watching him for years now, and um, it sucks that he's you know not with Fox Sports anymore. But at least he's coming on our show, so we can ask him questions. Well, if we don't have anything else, I guess we can uh, we can get something. I forgot something at the end of last year. Oops. Oh yes, it was, it was getting been fixed. It was getting fixed in the shop. So, yeah, it was getting uh, fixed. Of course. It's going to be really funny if this thing doesn't work after all this time. I, I, <laughs> tested, dead. It. I tested it before the show. It should work. So I'm going to mute you guys. Uh, I got to make sure. I'm going to keep talking to make sure I mute Bye -bye. the right person. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, thank you all so much for watching. It's going to be an amazing season. We got scheduled 41 episodes more of this to do. So uh, it's, it's going to be fun. This is only the beginning. And uh, I guess until next time. I will uh, see you all next week.
Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.